0: Hello and welcome to Stone Butch Disco. I am your host, Rachel Stonecipher, and I am particularly excited about this episode because I know it will be a fulcrum point for basically the shaping of this podcast and it's it's what it does for people. So um, I was having a conversation with a friend earlier today and I realized I need to be really open this week, why not, about the fact that... Um, I'm a butch feminist, butch lesbian feminist, loudly all three of those things, right? A lesbian, a huge feminist and a butch. And my my butch visibility project is about being a woman and, being, and having the body that I have, having a female body and fighting for it, just fucking fighting for it and being able to talk about it. And so if, if you have landed in this space but are not kind of driven in a very core way by lesbian feminism, you might wonder what the hell we're talking about. And that's fine. That's a valid response, because maybe that's not a set of discourses that really vibe with your experience. That's okay. Um, But I just wanted to say that because um, it's, it's the actual reason that I made this podcast, because I couldn't find anything in the world that was like it. I couldn't find anything that was willing to say the stuff that I felt out loud. So I today have decided to lean way in on the catharsis that it is bringing me and many other people I know, I know because they've told me, to tell the truth about things that are going on in the world and how they're making us feel. So you might, if you're a new listener, you I hope this feels like great to you. Um, I've heard that it feels great to a lot of people. I hope that you're one of those. But if you're not, if you start to feel like this doesn't feel like you, or what I'm what I'm going to say is not cathartic for you because it's not something you've experienced that you need to get out, right? Right. Then you, I will not be offended if you listen to another podcast or um, keep listening, right? But just keep in mind that maybe you haven't had those experiences. Uh, but I will say this will be an episode where I think you'll figure out pretty fast whether whether this feels like something that you vibe with, like that these are experiences that kind of align with yours, or if you're like, what the hell are they talking about? So this is probably a helpful episode if you're starting here to really understand whether or not the whole podcast is going to like feel. I don't know, like you or not if it doesn't feel like you we don't hate you we love you um we hope that you would hang out and listen to us talk about how we feel um if you would find that at all i don't know illuminating or helpful or even in contrast to your own feelings like something interesting i don't know that's what i do when i go listen to other people's podcasts about things that have nothing to do with me Um, but i have a feeling if you're here it might have something to do with you so there's that Um, what we're dealing with is uh, at so much disco in general, what we're dealing with is probably best understood as, um, forms of erasure of us. And the us there is, is kind of, unfortunately, uh, you know, it, when you feel it, like if you count yourself among the group of people who are like, hell yes, somebody finally said out loud what I was feeling, then that, I guess you would be part of that group. I don't know how to define that group. Um, I will say it tends to track with people who are of female experience, butch, lesbian women, um, and who are male passing often because there, there are some particularly virulent erasures of like the the feminist work that it's doing in the world for us to exist the way that we do. And so that's that it's hard to define, but I think you'll, you know, if, if you feel it right. And if you don't, I hope you don't hate us because you don't feel the same thing exactly, but Tons of people have felt really seen by this podcast and folks who are like not even part of the queer community have found it interesting, right? Because we're talking through like some stuff that's going on within and around like LGBTQIA plus identity spaces um, that I think everybody can find interesting, just even as like a contemporary sociology of sorts. But then there's like my writing, of course, I think is relevant to like everyone in the sense that you don't write social theory unless you think it matters. The, the website stonebushdisco.com, has a lot of feminist writing from a lesbian perspective that is like really historical and really it's like analytical of discourse. So it's a discourse analysis project, which just means like thinking about how we talk about stuff and how sometimes the way we talk about things repeats erasures that are given to us by history, long scale history. Um, but basically, it's it's of no use to tell us that things that we are saying here are shouldn't be said. Because they need to be. They need to be. And um, there are a lot of people who think that. So if this doesn't feel like you would say it, then that's okay. But we are going to say it. Even when we express feelings, right? We're allowed to do that. And if we tell a joke, sometimes we make fun of words. Like, sometimes we make fun of how the word queer has exploded to such a degree that it's no longer tracking with what Butler said it was. Which is only funny to people who are nerds who have been reading this theory since, like, the beginning. So... It, the humor is in context. You don't have to find it funny. You can even find it offensive, and that's fine, and we don't mean to hurt your feelings, but, um, you know, that stuff like that's going to come out. There are going to be feelings. There are going to be jokes. Otherwise, it would be a really boring podcast, and the good work that we're doing would be way harder for me to do because I wouldn't be able to get life from my own things that make me laugh. Okay, so this is a long lead up, but I had to say it at some point, and this episode, I think, is a particularly apropos moment to do so. So... Even though this is the biggest, the big catharsis, right? This is the one where we use humor to get through some shitty shit that Mag and I have felt and experienced. Um, that humor, it, it, we don't want it to hurt anybody. It's hard It's hard when you're making jokes to like perfectly walk that line. But I just want you to know that the feelings around that are like, we, there is no way that we want to hurt you. I would feel bad if I hurt somebody's feelings. But also we're, we got to do the best we can. And we're just releasing like the funnies that, that are going to make, People like us laugh. People like us maybe with cynical dark hearts, you know? If we make fun of a word that you hold near and dear, like queer, if we make fun of that word, it's not, I mean, just make fun of us back. We got thick skins. Just make fun of us back. We're all laughing about the extent to which all of this stuff has gotten so fucking serious and like certain discourses have just like smushed other ones and we gotta laugh because it's oof, big oof. So make fun of the word lesbian back at us and then it's an eye for an eye. Although maybe one of us is more of a misogynist. Oh! See, that was a joke. Really, truly, anyone living from our specific point of view over the last 20 years needs this catharsis. I would beg of you to let us have our jokey space. Even if it's offensive, just let us talk. Please. Please! We gotta be able to talk about when things do and don't make sense, and humor is a really good way to point out when shit doesn't make sense. Including when we don't make sense. Um, I will say, this episode feels so damn good because mac and i my friend mac and i have it sounds like mike and ike kind of um we we do have a bone to pick with some very highly highly privileged folks in the u.s academy who who have promoted ideas that are like essentially attempted replacements of feminism and this stuff has been called queer and so we look we examine those words right We have, we very bluntly have issues with the ways the word queer has expanded from what Butler, what Judith Butler, who kind of like started this whole thing, what she said it should be used for and where we're at today. It's just really expanded and kind of exploded in ways that Mac and I have seen on the academic scene that have then trickled down to the activist scene. And so that's what we're talking about. And here I want to be really, really clear. The stakes for what we are saying are feminist stakes. So our priority. Is lesbian feminism our priority? Is lesbian community? We are much more concerned with pointing out the erasures and the silencings that are happening of lesbians than we are being accountable to other forms of community that have never felt like home to us. That's that's just how it is, and that's because we've been forced into that position by these like really hostile scenes and landscapes uh, and other spatial metaphors of like academic and activist spaces that have just literally told us that things like female-bodied butch experience cannot be said out loud right because gender is made up so we're gonna get there we're gonna get there but anyways the um the thing about all this is that we are punching up when we get mad (laughs) like you know the phrase you you there's punching down at the powerless and there's punching up at the powerful and we're not talking about actual violence here we're talking about words but when we're critiquing things We're critiquing people in power, people with way more power than us. Like, we go after people who have been part of edited collections, which in the academic scene and universities is like a huge deal to be part of an edited collection. That means a lot of people have gotten on board with what you're saying. It's like a sign of privilege. So don't think that we're the oppressors. It don't make no sense. We're the ones who literally are like clawing at cultural representation. Okay. Why are we punching up in this episode? We are punching up because we are upset at the way powerful... Wealthy people, the people who control media, the people who control culture, have treated female butch lesbians of late. And also, literally, forever and throughout history, but with more excuses and more creative excuses of late. If you can't see that we're punching up, that means that you haven't received the punches to the face that we have. That doesn't mean that we need to be gaslit. That doesn't mean that what we're saying isn't true. It just means that maybe you haven't experienced it. So, I'm gonna put a full stop on the idea that, like, this. Project should not exist this project is life or death for me and a lot of people the feelings in it are right not the podcast but like The things we're expressing Are so very important to so many people that if you don't find them important That is a moment to sit and think why has the patriarchy Covered up the experiences of a group of people who clearly are experiencing some crazy shit, and I've never even heard about it That would be in my view. That would be the correct reaction That's what I would do, golden rule wise. I would let somebody else have their own experiences and not claim that they're full of shit. Um, Which is yet another punch, right? (laughs) If you have all the power and all the voice in the queer community, don't use that against us. Okay, so this is me and Mac. We're gonna be really real about what it's felt like to be us, to be in classrooms, to be teachers, which we'll get more into in a future episode but to experience recent movements in thought and public discourse and queer discourse that are profoundly just anti-feminist. Now, if that vibes with you, woohoo. If it doesn't, I hope you stick around with an open mind. If you're going to stick around and hate on us, just take it somewhere else, man. I'm not going to be offended. Go do something else. So this is me and Mac. We pull no punches. This is for all the people who have used the word "catharsis" with me about this podcast, and it felt damn good to record.
1: i looking at the back of my fucking. There we go. Greetings. Hello. <laughs> I'm a real human.
0: Um, so I was thinking about how I feel comfortable slam poetry reading these like edited collections and stuff. Totally,
1: totally, totally. <laughs> I totally get yes. the like distinction.
0: Yeah, there's a distinction. And here's why I feel comfortable doing that. I never had one single goddamn ally in the academy who I could edit a collection with. Not one. So if you have one other person who's willing to say shit with you, then I'm going to slam poemize your stuff because there's a reason that you're popular. The
1: um, yeah, no, it is. It is a great deal of of. It demonstrates a great deal of clout to be able to edit a collection, <laughs> like right? you know, know a lot of people and be very popular.
0: This is very true.
1: Yeah, and <sighs> I, I would,
0: I, I made it into right an edited collection about discourse analysis, but none of my lesbian shit ever passed the bar for anyone, even when they, even when they were like queer, queer, queer. Like I, I submitted some some like what are they called now abstracts dear god i've Mm -hmm. been out of the system for so long but i submitted some abstracts to like collections that were about queer forms of life and guess what didn't make it into any of them even though all the all the non-lesbian professors around me were like oh my god your stuff is good right so there's a there is something happening there i was all like isn't this curious how Hmm. there's no lesbian in this fucking queer collection
1: yeah wild 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 but the The one letter in the alphabet that gets kicked out of the (laughs) queer collection is the L. Yeah. Funny how that, it always seems to be that way. so weird. Like 98% of the time.
0: It's also just weird how like 98% of the people who get cited in history are men. That's a weird accident too. Weird how that happens. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. So Cardi and I just finished, well, I just released a conversation we had that was so enlightening to me because... She was talking about how like the word mujer, like woman, mm-hmm. in Mexican Spanish at least, I assume Spanish Spanish, but I don't know about like the European context. I know that it's been differently affected by the queer stuff.
1: Oh, I'm sure it's totally I'm sure it's different. Yeah. I think
0: so, yeah. Um, but she was like, you know, the word mujer means like female and woman. We don't really separate those concepts. Um, and I was like, so then where where do trans women fit? You know, because they need to fit. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, it's like when you've transitioned, now you're a woman. Like that's it. It's that simple. Like you are a yeah. and a woman, and now you're a woman. And I think the it just became really clear to me that there's not much of a linguistic category for non binary in Spanish. No.
1: Yeah. There's- I mean, because it's a it's a language that relies on like all other I'm <laughs> sure all of other romance languages do around, you know, gender as a primary form of how the grammar works. Right. So. Right. It's not that there isn't the odd neutral, but it, you know, when that's, when that's the foundation you're built on.
0: Right. What are you going to do? Yeah. But but I was kind of thinking myself in circles because she was like, you know, we have, it's, it's essentially how I understood transgender to what I understood it to mean in the nineties, which is like, Mm -hmm. you can have your sex on your birth certificate or on your, on your driver's license. But if you're transgender, you're in the process of changing that. And then Mm -hmm. when you change it, you are female slash woman at once, or you are male slash man at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, sex change actually like retains foundational meaning there. In Mexico. yeah, um, and and I think in a in a world where sex change retains meaning, non binary as a trans identity doesn't actually there's no language category for that. It doesn't no. It doesn't make sense. And there are some really pragmatic issues there with like we talk about um, the section of the metro. That is devoted to women and children where you are admitted if in my case you can convince them that you're a woman and that you deserve protection right
1: like no tits look 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 (laughs) come on
0: let me in but i was i was talking about how like um what is the word not indifferent the one that's like ambivalent i was ambivalent Mm. about that space because I wanted to be there because it felt safer than being with the scary dudes in the other part of the train at a certain time of night. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. also like oh, like so proud of Mexican feminists for like fucking securing that space. Um, but I was like, babe, so are trans women allowed back here? And she was like, I mean, I'm not really, like it's not really a matter of policy. She was like, I don't really know. They don't like talk about that. But essentially the answer would be yes. Yeah. If, if you have changed sex, then you're a woman. And it's just that simple in Spanish. Like, mujer. you're just a woman. And now you're allowed to come, you know, and I just, it's kind of refreshing. It was so refreshing to go to Mexico city and have like trans women be on women's team and women be on trans women's team and
1: have it be so much simpler
0: than it has become here.
1: Yeah. And how much (laughs) of that is rooted in the fact that we have woman and female. Yeah. I They're so often conflated and yet. hmm. Right. And that's so,
0: and what, but what made, what, (laughs) <laughs> stuttering, stumbling, but um, I have been so focused on because the term woman has become such a battleground, then we have created a world in English where you have to retain the word female as something separate.
1: Exactly. If,
0: if we're going to, like, if we're going to have a world where your body doesn't matter, where there is no sex change at issue at all, where you don't have to change anything about yourself to take on the label woman or man, mm-hmm. as and the Biden administration, I love them, but what they're trying to say is, it's it's merely verbal self-identification that gives you a gender if we're in that world then and we still want to talk about bodies then, and you're doing like i know it's like How? we're just have to keep the word female, yeah, yeah. So, to make sense to make sense at all um and it's like and i know even just talking about this like this gets you shit on which is incredible to me because we're literally talking about whether words can make sense in a language, in a system of sense making. That is that is what is really at issue. Here. Yeah.
1: And as as a poet and you know, a former academic like yourself, just to yeah uh, to, to see and hear people just be like, words don't matter, they're fake. It's just whatever <laughs> you feel in the moment. Yeah. I just ugh, that's against my religion. I just like fundamentally struggle so much with that. Like it's, no, they need to matter, and they need to be mutually understood. They need to have definitions that are clear, right? We'll agree on. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, it's not a word. Otherwise, it's noise.
0: It's a noise. You're so right.
1: It's a noise. It's, and people,
0: I I was accused of being structuralist, as you know, like the idea just for saying that words need to mean things. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ah! I, I thought we whether structuralist or post-structuralist as a My person God. i thought we all agreed that there was the long and the parole there was the word and there was the system and without yeah. a word making sense in a system it's just noise as you it's say noise but this world just wants to make fucking noise because if you just make noise on tiktok that's where your money comes from
1: that's where your i mean come from. that i would not be surprised if that really does have far more to play in <laughs> all of this shit than we'd like to admit it's yeah. just social media and just the way that we, the hyper-fast way we communicate now. Yeah. Like, I think, nobody has time for the system.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the speed is a thing. And also the, like, clawing at your own little island of identity is a thing. Because if you can create your own little tiny space to make noise in, totally. and people think you're hot, or whatever it is. If you, you have the
1: hyper-niche and you're yeah. sexy, yeah,
0: yeah. you are yeah. made it. You got it, yeah. Dear God. How true is that in in social media and in academia? Right. It's so true. It's so true. But you don't have to be sexy in academia. In fact, I think there's just a lot of people. People don't want to talk about sex in the body because they're not getting laid.
1: No, it's so (laughs) true. Oh, my God. It's so fucking true, though. Really. It's so true.
0: I also, I had some of the most hostile, and I'm avoiding slandering or libeling or whatever. Slander is the spoken one. Some of the people who were most hostile to my work would like touch me on my lower back at bagel functions and shit like that, and I'd be like, "What is your deal exactly? What is your deal? Because this feels like weird misogyny from a feminine quote unquote queer person. The fuck are you doing?"
1: That was that was the way that my I had a roommate my last year when I was in graduate school, and the way we bonded was by like, being "Like, man, don't you hate it when fucking gay men are super misogynistic?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they were like, "Yeah, I do fucking hate that." And I was like, "We're homies now. Like, it's for real. Going to be great." Yeah, and I mean, it's. I also think, like, I
0: was actually talking about a woman, a queer woman. Oh God, that's even worse. Which it, it's confusing, and the reason of the reason I'm calling it misogynist is because it's like you're not listening oh. to the words that are coming out of my mouth. I mean, I because adhere. it is.
1: It <laughs> it is. It's misogynistic, even yeah. if it's coming from a woman. It's just internalized misogyny. Totally. It's like when people talk about their boobs, like, I'm up here. I was like,
0: I'm up here, like, in my head. I'm trying to communicate with you, and you are touching my lower back in a way that makes me want to slap you.
1: And, in, and yeah, and regardless of who's doing that to you, just in those moments, I always think, like, would you be doing this to a man right now? Amen. No. Would you
0: be doing this to a male person? And that's where, like, shit gets weird because I feel forced to change my language into female and male, just to specify the bodily privilege of certain situations. Mm. And I do that because not to exclude, I'm not saying that trans women are male. I'm saying trans women are transitioning into female, which makes sex matter there also. So when when somebody is presenting as male, I guess that would be cis, right? If you're presenting as a dude and you're also wielding that body privilege,
1: and you're not you're an wielding document. that body privilege if you present that way and and are, you know, verbally declare that as your, you know, hill you're to right. die on. That's that's what you are. And you're right. And I, I and mean, think- that's sort of what you were getting at earlier, too, is that, you know, once you once you pick that side, as it were in, in the binary, <laughs> like you're yeah. you're in, you know, there's no. Mm-hmm. You're in and you're male, you're functionally male because the body privilege is there.
0: And you're functionally male if you've pursued or are initiating or are in the midst of a sex change. But we do need a word. We need a whole system to talk about the femaleness that chases those people around regardless. Because it's mm. like, there is, it yeah. is all, it is both. But but I think in English, we've completely fucked ourselves over as we said, just allowing so much, actually not allowing, insisting on so much blurriness that we no longer have an ability to talk about where our bodies put us, what stage we're at in a sex change. Like, why is it better for trans people not to be able to voice, I am female, I am male at this point in my life. Like that gender that I felt has now become my reality. Why is it better to blur that entire journey? And I think a lot of trans people don't think that. I've definitely read trans women and trans men saying, Hey, it would be really great if we could continue talking about the to body. Have
1: some level <laughs> of specificity. I mean yeah. that's that's what strikes me about that is like, you know.
0: And why not allow that to be the case? Why not talk like that? I can't get around what I texted you before, which was like I had a fucking epiphany, and it is it is that there there is no question what a male body is. There why are there so many questions what a female body is? Why do trans men have to meet the demands of canonical maleness in every possible goddamn way as soon as possible whereas people on the I guess speaking about the other side of this experience are saying trans women don't need to change to hmm. have a female body any a female body can have a penis we we keep saying a female body can have a penis why are Do we you that?
1: ever hear the reverse
0: do you ever hear that like a male body can have A clit a vagina
1: boobs they're just those are just people who can become pregnant right dear god
0: um well i have been really hankering to do this like slam poetry or at least to just read these dramatically Um, they're
1: so over the top (laughs) over beyond it's beyond camp like camp at least (laughs) has some taste there is, people will argue with me that, like, oh, camp is tasteless. I'm like, those people are wrong. Camp is tasteful. That's why it's great. Right. Like, ultimately, there's there's a level of taste still there that's just, ties the whole room together. But this is just, like, beyond. Yeah. The self-awareness is what makes the taste. It's all intentional. Oh, but this is, like, yeah, not. Exactly. This
0: is so unaware. It's not intentional. <laughs> it's not intentional. It's so unaware. It's, like, you thought the ivory tower was this high, but then, like, they're on the roof, like, fucking, sky like base jumping off of it it's so fucking nuts
1: base jumping off the ivory tower is exactly what they're doing (laughs) i swear to god with or without a fucking parachute no no parachute
0: oh god um so what we're talking about is the the synopses and reviews of books and edited collections coming out of duke university press yeah before we just start with this before we start with the one go to their website yeah? yeah So let me go to their website real quick. Yeah, 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 So before we start going after the ones who fucking deserve what we're about to do, oh, because we're going to read these dramatically and see if there is any sense to be made within, Um, I do want to say Duke University Press does publish a lot of great shit. They do. <laughs> it's not, it's not it, entirely ridiculous. But no, it's not all bad. No, not not by any means. But if you look at the, like, if you get the emails like I do, and you open every single one of them, there, there are some trends that are just... Like, they would be funny if they weren't so alarming.
1: (laughs) Like, go to the website, look at books, and then filter by queer theory, and... You're gonna see Yeah. If you don't laugh to keep from crying, I don't know what to tell you.
0: (laughs) We have to. I mean, and somebody...
1: (sighs) Yeah, I don't need to really
0: bring this up, but... Somebody said that it sounded like we were, like, making fun of people when we laugh about this and I'm like, Number one, some deserve it. So maybe that's true. But secondly, we just have to be able to laugh because it's so goddamn depressing.
1: That's what I'm saying. If the oppressed cannot laugh, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. else do we have left?
0: Well, and why are it's because these people are saying we're punching down like butch women have some cis privilege that we don't fucking have. Like we are punching up, motherfuckers. Let that My be. God,
1: left. the butch women have cis privilege just will never not like just boggle the mind. Like <laughs> what do they even mean?
0: What do they mean?
1: What where? I mean, what? Where? 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 Where is it? I mean, do Cause... they
0: seem like the privilege of getting shit on by other queers because we insist on being women? Yeah. Like the privilege of getting shit on for literally talking about the fact that our bodies exist and are like this. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? It makes A me lot. so mad. Because <laughs> if if look here, we're alone. If you if you are not going to fight with us on the front of the female body, then we don't have cis privilege. We have cis anger. We're just sitting here trying to express ourselves. Yeah in what way, in what goddamn way is us doing the thing that other queers aren't willing to
1: do privilege? Also, truly, like, I don't know, I I struggle with the idea that any female person has cis privilege in that way, like, Uh the privilege to what? (laughs) That's how I feel. But, okay, so, you know, there uh, are fun things. It's not like, again, it's, this is, It's not like it's bad. It's not like it's bad. You know, I I stuck with female and woman for a fucking reason because it does rule ultimately. You know, it's it's I wouldn't change it for the world, and I wouldn't give the world another white man if you know somebody held a gun to my head. But it, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Now I would privilege to what for a
0: while I was thinking it'd be safer. Like if my if I could get seriously this is what I was thinking if I could get my voice to change and I could pass then I would feel safer in a lot of places and I thought about it because I because I wasn't really I was I was in touch with feminism still so that was always a little bit of a cognitive dissonance bit but I was surrounded by queers who were telling me that the actual revolutionary thing is to fucking pass essentially
1: I'm so glad I was experiencing this before all of that sort of came to the fore like for some background, I was about seventeen in and God, what year was this? Two thousand and eight, two thousand seven, okay. two thousand eight, late late aughts. So yeah, definitely before sort of the height of it, the height of it, really, and and what we are arriving at now. So I was I was a little, I was doing it before it was cool, yeah. um, to be a young lesbian and be like, well, I feel masculine, I have masculine traits, I like masculine shit. Like, I like feminine shit, too, but, like, I, because I have this masculinity, therefore, I must be a man. There's no, I can't do both. And then, and then I went to a women's college and, you know, found feminism and got right with my internalized misogyny. And, yeah, no, I realized pretty swiftly after that that I, you know, I can, in fact, be a woman that's masculine and have a deep voice and, like, sports. and, And that's allowed. Not only is it but it's pretty fucking cool. And but it's pretty cool,
0: and girls think it's hot. Yeah, that's the secret. That's the secret. Because, okay, frankly, there are a lot of, like, quote-unquote queer-identified women running around who, when you really talk to them, will say, well, I'm flexible. Like, I mostly date men, but I'm willing to date, like, somebody who's not a cis man like you. And I'd be like, wait, but I'm not a man either, including a trans man, so what are you saying? Um, but, but those people are the ones who are like, it's hotter if you're a dude. And can you, I mean, there are so many guys, people saying that to butch women, right? It's true. uh,
1: I know, I know it's true, but it's still just like, I just can't even.
0: I know, you know it's true.
1: Then just date a man. Just date a fucking man. Just date a fucking man.
0: Imagine how many, this is what literally keeps me going, even though people shit on us all the time. It's like, imagine how many butch women are being told today, will be told today, that if they could come inside their partner, it'd be hotter. And they're just like, oh, okay, we can try to make something similar to
1: that happen you know there are people getting told that today I, I got news for those people there's lube you can buy that's like white and looks <laughs> like cum yep there you go boom come is your shit hey buy that stuff yeah it's cheap. that's
0: that's what she wants but i think what what she whoever is telling you that is not admitting to herself is that you're just she's not a lesbian she's not into you that she yeah no she's into men and no matter how close you get if she's not a lesbian she's not gonna think that cum play is hot like my wife does because she's not a fucking lesbian Um, she wants a bro so god damn it makes me so mad. thank you for existing so that I, I can be mad this is like the episode that I needed where it's I'm not pulling any punches because
1: I don't it's it's just so wild to like have stumbled upon someone that has such a similar story to me and like has you know figured out some of the same shit and gone through some of the same experiences and heard some of the same bullshit from people and straight up i think so if you were 17 in 2008 did you say that because i was too yeah
0: okay but i but the difference i think is i had this protracted adolescence because i was so in denial about being gay that i didn't really Uh... come out until i was like 23 in Uh... in philly so i was already like landed in and i mean philly was I would just like to say to everyone who looked at me and thought and gaslighted the shit out of me in Philly, I knew this train wasn't coming. I was watching it in 2015. I was like, something weird's happening. And uh, it so Philly, I think, was like the vanguard of a lot of this Mm. stuff that now you hear in Dallas. I heard first in Philly. Totally. That makes sense. And I think it's just East Coast, like people who want to detach from the rest of society and the globe and become their own little queer island. And forget about women. Just fucking forget about women.
1: That's forget, it. Forget about women. Forget about the need for feminism. Forget about like the struggle. You know, capitalism. Any of those sort of things that are bad, and that you should maybe like save a little bit to like focus on. <laughs> maybe maybe save a little bit instead of just like yeah burying your head in the fucking sand and riding out the apocalypse like that's right just,
0: uh... i mean there are brave people there who have these thoughts and might act on them in private but i cannot even i can count on more than two hands the amount of times that i talked to people who were lesbians who were almost speaking either speaking or writing in emails and covering their asses with me in a way that showed me that they were never going to say that stuff out loud ever ever and i have been very careful to protect like there are things that people said to me that I have in my emails who are powerful people who were like, this is why we don't talk about lesbian stuff Jeez. anymore. And but I'm not going to share that because I don't want to get them in trouble. I'm I am trying my best to expose what I can responsibly. But also there is that is the tip of the iceberg of the shit that I heard about how much lesbian people are trying not to be publicly such because they just don't want to deal with it. It's because I mean, it's a shit storm for them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like on one hand, like you know, especially until now, I guess. Really, you know, these have been conversations that I've had, like not in mixed company, you know. Yeah. It, no, I know. Both, both generationally and like, you know, we only talk about the shit with other lesbians or like other, yeah. you know, women that were, you know, let's be an adjacent, let's say.
0: Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. Well, me too. And it's not. I don't mean to be blaming the people who aren't going to talk about it. I mean to say we were all living in fear. I could I could only say this stuff when I got out of the system um, because... I oh,
1: especially in academia. I mean, the culture yeah. of fear in academia is just unhinged. I mean, it's one of the many five billion reasons why I got the fuck out of that joint. Yeah, like, and people will gaslight the
0: shit out of you because they know that their privilege stands on yours not being... They, their privilege stands on your lack of privilege and your silencing not ha- actually happening because they want to feel like they actually did something special. And so... I, I heard so many times, you know, lesbians are still writing about lesbian stuff. Like, what are you talking about? And bitch, I was, where? Bitch, where? And secondly, I have the data. You want to look at the numbers?
1: You want to that was so compelling to me, honestly. When I looked at that of your shit, I was like, oh my God. Like I, know. I was I mean, I wasn't surprised, but I was compelled by the I mean, the evidence is there. It's black and yeah, white. You there. have the receipts. Straight up. And my like so-called
0: advisor who i've never referred to my name so let's not call this slander because we don't know which of my advisors or whether that's even a formal term but is
1: slander or libel does that involve being untrue i think it does actually and i'm yeah. not fucking truth
0: so that's different. yeah this person was like you don't have any data you can't just write a dissertation on theory and not only was that
1: not true i mean okay just- uh things that you wouldn't say to a man uh-huh so things like, you wouldn't fucking say to a man. You can't you yeah. can't write a thesis just on theory. Go fuck yourself.
0: Number 1 God go fuck yourself it. because I'm trying to do something important here and no matter what number one that. Number 2 there is data. I keep telling you there's data. You want to see it? I got it. You want to see it? Like
1: see my there, excel spreadsheet. Look at it. Like yeah, straight up. Straight
0: and then God. God damn it. And then number 3 um I lost number 3. Now there's something about telling people that theory is illegitimate
1: because people who said lesbian is a white word
0: yeah what the fuck and (laughs) they're white people this is like the p so there was like a stupid goddamn conversation about how the word woman is like transphobic literally the word woman in like the communication school the irony and i was like okay but what are what the hell are we gonna do about like the united nations like who on what basis are women trying to avoid being genitally mutilated going to go to the United Nations for any assistance? Like, and that's just one stupid example. And then they were like, "The United because States." Because you need to have a protected <laughs> class that has a definition. Yeah, no. But then I almost said United States but they were like, the "United <laughs> Nations." Are you ready for this? Is a liberal, individualist, capitalist organization. <gasps> what, does that, what does that even mean? Like. Uh, uh, uh- Mm, no nah, i oh no hmm. colonialist too they threw that one in it was like four words and i was like um i don't know what you're doing in your brain but i'm talking about like practical everyday life right here so you yeah. can theorize the shit out of how colonialist the united nations is i know it is in a lot of ways yeah
1: it's like yeah sure okay yeah. like don't in the blue helmets like that would be great i would love that too but yeah, like exactly. also there needs to be a court of you know public human opinion and like, if you yeah. want to be able to you know have committees and do research and call out war talk about shit call about war crimes (laughs) you need to have a discernible category that makes sense
0: and it's not even and that's just one example right i was like what i was talking about was the mere possibility that any organization ever could advocate for anyone who has a class condition under woman or female i was like i don't care what word you use but i'm talking about shit that's happening to people's bodies what do we do about that what do we do about that my sister used to make fun of this because she was just kind of witnessing from afar the bullshit of academia i think she was waiting honestly, for me to leave, because she just thought, this is not you, but she was like, you know, these motherfuckers, they throw out the word colonialist whenever they want to derail your argument. Oh my God. The whole world is colonialist. The whole fucking world is colonialist. Of course it is. You can theorize that, but then what are they, what are they going to do about woman? Like, where's that, what you were talking about is no
1: longer what they are talking about. (laughs) And like, again, I struggle with then Like what, what the fuck is colonialist about an oppressed class? Right, right tell me please
0: tell please tell me and then the people the people that those white people are speaking for like mexican feminists like you hear so much lip service about like
1: latin america i could never hear another white person fucking (laughs) rehash some bullshit they like think they understand about what people of color think or do or read i'm gonna kill somebody i swear to god like it's (laughs) Like, I
0: dare another white person to tell me that lesbian is a white word. I dare Don't fucking do person- it. Like yeah. I dare another white person to tell me that the word female does violence without speaking to a Mexican feminist, to a South African feminist. Fuck off, man. Fuck
1: off, seriously.
0: <laughs> I'm just stupid. And also the internalized misogyny that is leading you to say
1: that. Let's talk about that. It's real. It's so intense. This is why I like, one of the things I wish I could do is to make every, you know. Every, every every person on this earth born female go to, like, a women's college or, like, <laughs> some, like, collective female, like, group for, like, a year. Maybe two. Four yeah. is perfect. Just to... Four see, is perfect. Four is perfect. It just lets <laughs> you see outside of the box, like, and just witness every day how possible it is to have infinite d- diversity within the category of female. And Amen. So- A fucking man. That is all it's about. It's all it's about. And once you realize that, the internalized misogyny just, like, melts away. Yeah. It really does. And, like, it's hard. It's hard to do. Like, I get it. It's not comfortable. It's not fun. Your dad doesn't want you to do it. No. And nobody else (laughs) – nobody wants you to do it. Yeah. And, like, especially in a world where – fucking speaking of capitalism is selling you this like post-feminist lie that's like oh (laughs) it's cool to just buy stuff and make yourself the the woman you want to be that's feminist buying things
0: yeah totally
1: and people want to talk to me and shit on second wave feminists like go read a fucking book seriously
0: yeah like go read simone de beauvoir and see how essentialist you think she fucking
1: is have a seat have a seat if, if, like, oh, second wave feminism is essentialism, I'm like, you missed the point. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you missed the point. You missed the fucking point. <sighs>
0: um, and I, we just, what I have been so charmed by at So Much Disco is the amount of transmasculine people who have gotten in touch to be like, thank you for talking about femaleness and how it impacts me. And these people, I'm like, shit, you're brave. Like, I'm sure... I wouldn't if I were you be talking about that out loud because people shit on you just like they shit on us yeah like there, is, there is a kind of a kind of body realism I think that we're all feeling in response to what seemed liberating including for me 10 years ago I was like oh cool like gender is getting real fluid like that's great And then oh yeah it-
1: no I've called myself queer for years yeah. just because it's you know oh it's nice to have a, a little bit of plausible deniability so I can like you know <laughs> fuck guys when I feel like it but it just you know yeah. I mean, I'm never going to date a man again.
0: Right, right. Um, I think maybe, well, I'm trying to think my relationship to queer. I've never called myself queer, but I did, I did think that fluidity was good and that mm. being confused about gender was good. And then it became deeply gender conservative real fast, real fast. And we stopped talking about the sex we have and we stopped talking about our bodies and we started silencing people who try. And then I think, There's a whole group of people who are affected by the word female, including trans masculine folks and trans men, who are like, wow, yeah, we got to bring this back into the conversation. Meanwhile, the patriarchy is continuing to stomp all over that as much as possible.
1: And like trans women have a stake in this, too, like a stake in, you know, female and woman being, you know, discernible and... Yes, and female being discernible. I mean, Yeah,
0: exactly. What Cardi was saying was like, yeah, you as a trans woman, you want to be able to say I'm female... And uh, it's not like we're experts. I know you and I and Kati are not experts on trans experience, but that makes sense to me. That mm-hmm. Why would that not be something we want to celebrate? Um, it's just fucking weird. So, and then you have the radical feminists who aren't fucking helping in a lot of ways. Like I, not to shit on them, because I know there are a lot of them who are saying some really important stuff and being very careful about it. But there is a strain, of course, of like female means this and male means this. By which I mean, they might be implying that there are some natural inbuilt personality or behavioral traits of male and female people that sexual difference like becomes destiny in some way. And it's and that, again, is shutting down diversity. And that's why I'm kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What if we separate woman from female and let that be? Because English has caused us some fuckery. Yeah. Uh, It's like we all just need language. But but I get where the radical feminists are coming from, because i think what they're they're angry they're so angry and they're so angry because the problems haven't been solved and the gaslighting is so extreme it is
1: so extreme i mean what is like the post-feminism like movement except just massive gaslighting that we like yeah. never needed feminism in the first place right it was always essentialist and yeah. and dear god the the way that queer slash
0: feminist gets thrown around in the academy these days as though they're the same fucking thing and i had that professor who i talked about i think in a recent episode who was like they should be taught as though they're the same they should both just deconstruct things that's just what what good feminism does is deconstruction and i was like have you read any of
1: it or no wow that is a real fundamental misunderstanding of what feminism is about <laughs>
0: Well, that person is affiliated with some of the people that we were going to read. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to take issue with individual authors who have created, you know, monographs that are important because they are telling a story that they thought was not told. But these edited collections and these people who have such privilege, enough privilege to put together an edited collection.
1: Which is like really like the top of the, yeah, that's, that's the creme de la creme of the Academy.
0: It is. These descriptions are Alarming. (laughs) If you want to think about and my advisor, this is the great irony. She was like, none of this really matters in real life. Yeah, she conceded in my proposal defense, like, yes, lesbians are being erased in the academy. Yeah, because we all know that. And I did have enough proof there, thank you. Like she couldn't essentially with the proposal, like deny what was in it. Yeah. But but she was like, We you haven't proven that this matters to real life. And that's where she was like, You need data, you need data. And I my response was like, but it's college, like. The people who have power are reading the stuff that you're telling them to read. That's
1: literally the whole point of academia. And education, isn't it? And education. That's like why the academy is important and like needs to exist. Which I loved because I was like Maybe not in this form, but like (laughs) that's just, oh, it needs to matter in the real world. It's just such like way to just totally like neuter yourself and your power and like (laughs) any ability for- you know the academy to mean anything if you're like whoa it needs to matter in the real world of course it matters in the real world it's not always like a to a to b but like
0: it's trickling down to every college like look at the syllabuses look at where look at what's getting
1: taught this is like foundational shit about the academy (laughs) like if you don't think that the things you do like the theory and studies and and theses don't matter what the fuck are you even doing there but also look at how she exposed herself like the the grand yeah. the grand disclosure
0: that whatever she is doing clearly doesn't oh. seem to be doesn't seem in her mind to be impacting anything interesting yeah sad 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 and, sad and interesting
1: <laughs> sad and fascinating
0: yeah yeah damn so this is so there is you know in in the writing on the website there I talk a lot about history and how like, the idea that history structures things is what seems to be missing Mm -hmm. these days. And I think I found one, I found an edited collection that makes history sound so beautiful and so expansive. And so it is such a post-structuralist read that I wanted to read this one, but this is not so much slam poetry. It's not, it's not a bunch of words slammed together like my sister says. No, it actually is. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, she's like you, they just list three things: colonialism, colloquialism, and toothbrushes, and that's like what the thing is about. And
1: <laughs> she's not totally wrong. That's a bad poem, right there. Yep, yeah, it's just a it's a list of a bunch of shit. I've written a few of those. <laughs> I mean, They're I bad. have. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad we're willing to disclose that. Yes, we were full of shit at one point. Oh yeah, no, that's what was like. I was just gonna say something to it. I totally forgot. Oh um, oh now I now I remember. It's that if if you would. If I could go back in time and tell my like, you know, twenty-two-year-old self that when I'm thirty-one I'll kind of think of myself sort of as a structuralist, I would <laughs> be so shocked. I'd I know. Like, what?
0: What do you mean? I know. I'm
1: like, no, actually structuralism actually does has its place, does have its place. It's nice to have texts.
0: It is nice to have text. It's nice to think that anything could ever make sense. And also the shunting of queer and um, queer of color and feminist and feminist of color and critical race theory, all these theories into the realm of post-structuralism is a real fast way to make them not matter at all. And oh to God. basically make it so they can't say anything about the structures.
1: And that is, speaking of hysterically <laughs> just insane misunderstandings of shit, if you really think that Kimberly Crenshaw is a fucking post-structuralist, like, right? bro. Right? She's a legal scholar. That was one of my favorite parts about what when you kept quoting her it was just reminding people she was a law scholar, legal scholar. <laughs> yeah, like that's the context. It's not just about whatever the fuck you feel like. It's specifically mm. about you know having a class condition or a, a condition at all that is yeah. discernible by the, a court of law. <laughs> yeah, by structures. By right? structures.
0: Um. Yeah, one of my closest friends who was a lesbian but didn't really say it very much said that she was really sick of this totalizing critique of institutions. And that's how she put it, totalizing critique of institutions, which, well, I liked that because she hmm. was saying, you can't, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? You can't throw the United Nations out with the blue helmets. You can't throw, like, right, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, Sure. But I mean, I do think there are institutions that deserve to die, namely the academy. I think not not the academy itself, but the academic humanities needed. Oh, yeah. The that. humanities burn it, burn it down
1: <laughs> burn it to the ground. We said burn it in, in, in sync. In perfect sync. Oh, yeah. No, it's it just has got to go. And it's gotten so bad so fast. Like, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, but that what makes it? sense. It's there are no job. Let's think about the economy of it. Right. There's, there, are, Oh, there's no, no, no jobs. jobs. There are no jobs. Everyone is clawing at tenure. Everyone needs as many, literally, this is so simple. And it's what I grew up hearing, publisher parish, but it's but it's true. It's you need so many publications in so many set amount of years to be competitive. Or yeah. you'll be tossed out in the street like everyone else who has a graduate degree.
1: And no so No wonder like, people do, have fucking doom outlooks like you gotta make it matter. How it, does <laughs> yeah. this why does this matter?
0: Yeah, exactly. And they can't. But what they're doing is at least pumping out a lot of work because because new materialism because this idea that what you look at is the only thing that matters, what exists oh. right now is the only thing that matters. That is the fastest way to get shit published because you're just like, oh. hey, this fucking thing I found under a rock.
1: Your critique of new materialism really does like n- just hit the nail on the head like it really is just about like who wants to read you know it's it's so much easier to publish shit about like you know what you saw looking in your fucking toilet bowl after you take a shit than like actually like reading Shakespeare or like a book or looking at a movie or talking about history or, you know, actually analyzing anything. It's like, no, I I just want to create things. Yes. Yes. And I used
0: to, so the (sighs) way I thought about it was like creative theory. When I was a baby grad grad student, I was thinking, why don't I write as pretty as these people do? And I started trying to like repeat, like copy essentially their style. I would be like, okay, so they write about it like this, but then I, ultimately, I was like, oh, it's because I'm writing critique. It's because I'm angrier than they are. They're just describing what they saw in the toilet bowl. Like, they're just describing an ant on the ground in really beautiful language. And I can replicate that beautiful language, but that that's not what I'm wanting to do, because I thought I was here for a reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> just the, the beautiful language, the navel-gazing, mm-hmm. it's just, ain't nobody got time for that shit. Like, we are, time is limited, and that shit is boring to me, honestly. Like, It is, it is, I don't care. But a very foundational, I don't even know who, I
0: kept trying to find this talk. When I, in 2013, when I was, what, 21, there was the, um, I guess 22, the American Anthropology Association. Wow, I forgot, American Anthropological Association, AAA conference in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I, at the time was like, maybe applying to anthropology or anthropology adjacent programs. I was still going to those, those conferences, my best friends in the world are anthropologists and they're applied anthropologists because they give a shit about shit. Um, But we, we went to that, to a talk one day and one of the panelists had a title about reading Bruno Latour like, on his balcony and his at first i was like this is so this is going to be yet another example of this shit. but he was his whole thesis was this is bullshit. what we are doing is meaningless reading latour doesn't help anyone do anything and i i was sitting in the crowd of like 200 people because this is one of those this was like robert desjarlais and like some really famous
1: people oh wow yeah is so it 200 people at a conference damn yes. right in, in in one uh in one yeah. panel shit. it was Panels I, think, I went to were like five people yeah,
0: know, maybe because they're usually useless yeah. Well, and this was arguably useless because what was, okay, this is a great irony. Robert Desjardins, first off, Angela Garcia is a badass. She was there too. I think she was also pulling a lot of people, but Desjardins had a whole talk about like taking photos in France or some shit. And then, and he was like second on the panel. And then like the last guy to go was the guy who was like, all this academic bullshit is bullshit. <laughs> and nobody cared about his talk because he wasn't one of the biggest names, but I was sitting there like, oh my God. What a power like,
1: move. Like, yeah, well, it That's all bold. like-
0: exactly and I don't know if Desjardins recognized the relevance that that somebody like me in the crowd might feel was happening because Desjardins kind of even indicated that he knew that this was navel gazing but then the other guy was like yeah but your navel gazing is like almost criminal and I was sitting there like looking between them like oh my god like what's happening but I don't think, uh, you know, a room full of academics, I doubt a lot of people responded that way. I was always inclined to critique people who don't sound like they're saying anything in the first place. So I was oh, yeah. with what that guy was saying.
1: Yeah, that's so fucking great.
0: It was great. It was if great. We could
1: all be the last person to go on a panel and just absolutely like <laughs> rip the rest of the new asshole. That sounds like a great time. That does. That sounds like be- making it worth it to go.
0: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> if the sad happy hours with like enough alcohol to get academics to fuck each other weren't enough of a good
1: reason. Dude,
0: oh my god, that was so sad. It's so, <laughs> so sad.
1: sad. My experience with that is a little bit different because just the, the master of fine arts, you know, we're all cool. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a problem getting laid except for me, but that was, <laughs> my my thesis was literally titled low action. Oh my god, I love that. Well, I yeah. mean, I've,
0: I have had trouble getting laid in my life. It's not like I'm a superior getting laid getter. um, yeah (laughs) you know what I'm talking about like it's there's a culture of desperation yes and loneliness and why are we so lonely because we never shut up about
1: stuff that doesn't matter nobody wants to hang out with that hence why the like (laughs) make it matter like does this matter in the real world it's just yeah it's showing your ass in such a major way (laughs) like jeez I know so this is this is one of
0: those edited collections that it really turned me off in the first line where it says, a veritable who's who of queer thinkers. Who's that? Oh who's a who's who of queer thinkers? um And this is Susan Stryker who's like reviewing it. So I'm gonna read Susan striker's review of the collection, Turning Archival, the Life of the Historical in Queer Studies. Okay. Now we know that you and I both feel like queer studies doesn't deal with history in a meaningful way in terms of its, I mean, in, dominantly it doesn't no i
1: was about to say i could think of literally one book that does and that is about it right i can think of elizabeth
0: freeman who yeah who has dealt with time in ways that i find like useful when we're talking about structural critique when we're trying to critique structures still now this is it is eminently clear reading striker's review that this is not about critiquing structures this is if anything about talking to other academics about how they can do different which is the whole like Whenever you see something that calls itself critique in the academy, it seems like it's like an academic talking to another academic about another rock they could overturn. Like,
1: that's it. It is. It gives very, you know, two bonobos scratching each other's backs, like, (laughs) kind of deal. Which is ultimately kind of what it is, because that's how you stay, that's how you keep your job. Right. Right. hmm.
0: (laughs) Okay, so this is Strikers Review. In this exciting and stimulating volume, a veritable, veritable who's who of queer thinkers and writers take queer slash trans culture studies, which so often tends toward presentism in a welcome historical direction, demonstrating the robust ways that history is now being theorized. Turning archival is a state of the field collection that offers a very rich conversation on queer slash trans, and here's the list, historicity, archival practice affect longing and desire for a past. Wow. <sighs> okay, can we talk about the phrase queer/trans because what?
1: Yeah. Define that for me, Ms. Susan Stryker.
0: Right? And and what we say at first and I'm looking at it is a who's who of queer thinkers. So are we are we taking queer to be the primary term of analysis? Are we taking trans to be the primary term of analysis? Is neither one of them a term of analysis because yeah. they're both thrown into this, this like
1: salad? Of, yeah. Are they really that exchange, like mutually exchangeable? That's know, a, as, right? as the slash presents queer
0: slash trans culture studies, and which is different than cultural studies. It sounds like they're studying the culture of queer slash trans, which then makes it even weirder because what that's, is weir- that's really weird. What would queer slash trans culture even look like?
1: And in what way? That would be a hell of a lot longer of a book. <laughs> it really would, and it should be. But okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So this one says queer slash trans culture studies tends toward presentism. But in what way is this synopsis not presentist? It's demonstrating the robust ways that history is being theorized, not dealt with, but theorized. It offers a rich conversation on historicity, archival practice, affect, longing, and desire for a past. Those sound just as presentist as anything else that's happening here. Yeah,
1: because having, ha- saying desire for a past makes it sound like we don't have a past. There is no such thing yes. as a queer past, which is objectively untrue. Yes. You know, there is such a thing as a trans past
0: right and so much of this is about affect affect theory I actually wrote an entire paper that was I, that critiqued affect theory also and I eventually got sick of myself because I was like I'm so angry at all these different people for saying the same shit that doesn't matter that I'm just writing all these critical papers and now I'm right I'm working on like a novel for my mother which like heals my brain but like Aww. but uh affect theory has a lot in common with new materialism and it's this idea that like feelings are bouncing off of things in the present like our feelings about history matter more than what history actually did to us right desire for a past longing for a past not what history
1: did it it absolves history of any meaning or impact (laughs) or anything
0: and it's so what that and it is so incestual well it's inward focused because the subtitle of the collection is the life of the historical in queer studies so it's talking about how queer people currently practicing queer studies engage with quote-unquote the historical in like a living way that the life is a
1: presentist construction how is this not presentist also how is it not presentist to be analyzing your own feelings feelings and and studies and genre i just
0: it's like make it make sense that's how i feel when i read stuff like this make it make sense um because it doesn't and susan striker by the way is one of the people who has repeated over and over and over that one doesn't become or what one is not born but rather becomes a woman to mean that female is not something that is me- like that happens from the minute
1: you pop out of the womb
0: right exactly, exactly to paper over that reality, specifically in the opposite way that Simone de Beauvoir meant it when she wrote, one is not born, but rather becomes a woman. It's to say that there is no force acting upon female people to make them women. It's to say that woman is something constructed by the individual. That's how, that's how Stryker uses that quote. I've seen it. I've seen her use it. I think two, at
1: least two, maybe three. Fucking insane. Pages. It feels insane. It that's feels- insane to me. That is helps, fucking like, gaslighting right there. Dear God.
0: Uh, and I'm sure I'm sure that most people who read Susan Stryker would say the second sex is essentialist. Because everyone says the second sex is essentialist. Everyone so, needs
1: to read the second sex. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's but it's just make it make sense. That's it. Just make it make sense. Stop exactly. saying that two things are happening at once that can't happen at once. I don't know. I can't and really <sighs>
1: conflating queer and trans is just like not doing anybody any favors really i'm just i'm a big fan of specificity and basically all things and yeah benefits everyone basically everyone <laughs> to have to have some specificity that is somewhat you know that a critical mass can agree on yeah legibility man I legibility look, perfect okay
0: if you if you look up illegibility on duke university
1: press i wonder oh, what god because uh, you know there's got to be some shit
0: yeah because they love it academics these days love the word illegibility because they think it's political it's political to be illegible what are you even doing if you're (laughs) writing
1: a book about something
0: right (laughs) what make it make fucking sense it makes
1: sense boo there's only one book oh i think it's just searching titles
0: yeah it's gonna be hard to find probably
1: (laughs) that's unfortunate
0: well, maybe Duke University Press is not the place. Maybe it's like abstracts in the National Women's Studies Association because wow. illegibility has become, I am quite confident because of my experience with it, that it has become valorized to be illegible because in that way you're queer because you're making it so that people can't think they know anything about you, which is the whole purpose of queer. If you walk down the street and say like, I'm queer, you're what you're essentially saying is like, fuck you for trying to figure me out which is political in one way, but it ain't political like the word lesbian is political. It's no, not scaring no.
1: straight men, come on. No, it doesn't scare straight men. It doesn't have a real stake in. It's, it is
0: something that can be wielded politically, but we cannot pretend that within that word, it is possible for it to be political, for it to have a body politics. So I hope this is clear, and I I imagine if you've got this far, then you probably know where we're coming from with this. But this whole rant about the word queer is a direct response to us being told over and over that it is more responsible for us to use the word queer instead of the word lesbian. So this is our reaction to the very, very common narrative that queer is a better word for what we are than the word lesbian. And I have a bunch of writing, there are a bunch of other episodes coming out and, and in the past where where we discuss that pressure to do a queering that is not our political project. So that's why this sounds so reactionary and why we sound so pissed off. Mac and I will say we are part of the queer community or we, not that we're treated well by that queer community, but that we are queers in a big umbrella of queers. We will say that many people will say that, but what we're responding to is the idea that like, and here I tried to explain this like three different times, but I just settled on my last draft. The word queer would capture something about our experience instead of fundamentally obfuscated that we feel like the word queer does different work than the word lesbian and the work that we're interested in doing from our uh, from our particular experience as butch lesbians of our experiences these experiences that i said at the beginning are just nebulously shared they just are we need that word lesbian and we need to keep saying how the word queer doesn't actually help us find people who love us for who we are our identities the feminism that undergirds our entire public performance of gender all of that stuff that makes us feel the best is not contained in the word queer because it's a negativity. That's why we're going after it here. That's why we're so upset because frankly, we've been hurt, both of us, and tons of people I've heard from about this podcast have been hurt by people who say that they are queer but actually
1: don't like female bodies in, in particular. Oh
0: right. yeah, no. Yeah, there's no, not, there's no, no that, that's That's
1: the whole point is that it's it, every, there is no body politic. There's only the individual and whatever they feel like yeah i want to put on
0: so it's like it's il- illegibility to not to not make yourself legible in a system as we were saying is like to create a world where neoliberal capitalism wins where you all you yeah are about your little space and then you just tell you tell other people fuck you you don't know me and then it's like you're talking to your mom when you're 12 but but you do that to everybody
1: yeah yeah literally i i was i was literally about to say it's very teen it is it's very like oh when, you, when you're first sort of establishing your adult identity, you know, yeah. beginning to establish, and every everything is just not not what you want. You're like, no, I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. You're not the boss of me. Like, and it's like, I'm not trying to be the boss of you. I'm trying to talk to you. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I don't want to be the boss of you. I want to be <laughs> in a you know, in a political class that is legible and that can you know do shit and yeah. change things. And if you and, basically advocate for itself.
0: <laughs> My feeling is, if you would like to depart from the political class that I think I'm a part of, please do so. But do so, and communicate that you're doing that. Okay. Yep. Instead of waltzing in, and I use the word waltz because I don't think this person has problematized a damn thing about their life, but like waltzing into to a space like Stonebridge Disco and being like, this has to speak to exactly the way that I describe myself. No, it doesn't. No.
1: Don't be crazy. And don't be no. an asshole. Not everything is about you. It's, okay. it's really
0: not. It's really not. Um. And that's the thing about like fucking assemblage theory trying to replace oh intersectionality theory. It's it is to create hype. Like oh my god, it makes me so just.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I just it's a it's so it's great that that book came out after I left because I would well queer assemblages actually came out first but like yeah uh, yeah that, that had not like. Even in doing all of the sort of like hobbyist like queer theory reading I was doing at the time, like that did not cross my radar. And yeah. Boy, am I glad I did not because.
0: <laughs> reading Ugh. Jasper Bois' Terrorist Assemblages was the first moment where I was like, what the fuck do words mean to these people? God, yeah, that was the Argonauts for me oh Absolutely. yeah reading right. the argonauts
1: that <laughs> shit mm. i read the argonauts and i loved her i loved bluets i loved bluets i loved bluets so <laughs> much that's an assemblage that's how you do it and that's especially you do like it. you know you flip open Roland parts and you're like wow like this is just the same shit and like maggie nelson like hit it out of the park and like proved yeah. that you know a woman can just copy right. and paste a bunch of bits of theory together and you know stitch it stitch it together with little like you know pieces of quotidian you know whatever and then make it a great book yeah because that's actually possible and it's art
0: it's gorgeous yeah and here's the thing it's allowed to be art like yeah as an mfa student you probably had you were forced to have more of a close relationship with the argonauts than i was i read argonauts before terrorist assemblages but i quit halfway through because i was like this is getting a bit far afield from anything I need to be engaging with in my brain right now. I was going through some shit, it wasn't helping, okay? So I quit reading that. Good. But assemblages, I finished all the way through because I kept waiting for it to make sense. I kept waiting oh. for things that are legible to me as politics to come into the mix. But here's the thing, that that book has been, has been cited like 8,000 times. It is the most, I would say, popular.
1: That disturbs theory. me nice. to no
0: end. That's disturbing as fuck. Isn't it terrifying? But people cited That's it all so around scary. me a billion times. And and sorry, Jasmine, but I have serious, serious fucking beefs with everything you've ever written. And yeah, yeah that moment yeah. when you looked at those people at Penn who were like, hey, you're turning our, our experience of being disabled into like a metaphor when you're talking about debility in Palestine. And you were like, eh, I just don't really appreciate the liberal subject of politics, meaning you didn't appreciate their identities. What the fuck, bro? What the, what fuck? the
1: fuck? How do you look at like, somebody and say that? That's some right-wing ass shit, my dude. Like, <laughs> what? It's literally That liberal. is what well, people on fucking Fox News say. It's straight
0: up. So let me read and here's David Ang. I knew you distantly and I got to say, whatever critique I have of Jasmine Quare, you're stuck to it and here's why. They were both issue editors of an issue called Left of Queer of Social Text and I knew that they were that they had um I knew that they were like rubbing shoulders. I didn't know that they were working together. I I, I kind of almost did. But I was totally fucking complicit because I helped. I was actually the person kind of behind putting together this theory, this, um, putting together this series that was called like What's Left of Queer. Huh. And I remember thinking, I don't know what that title means. And I asked like the person I was working for at the Gender Studies Center, like, why is it named that? And she was like, they just wanted to call it that, meaning like Aang and the other speakers, Aang was like the principal organizer and he definitely treated me like a kind of disposable grad student when i was trying to help him put together like the flyers and shit so i those are personal feelings i'll disclose those um is that slander i don't know that's how oh no, it's true it's true that's it, i remember feeling distinctly just Also like, that shitty like yeah. Ugh.
1: Yeah. i remember and common feeling, ugh.
0: I, I tried to have a conversation with him and i remember feeling distinctly shunted to the you are you matter not you idiot Grad student and a woman. Anyway, okay. Um,
1: yeah, it just makes you ask yourself the question: Would you do this to a man? <laughs> it really does.
0: So David Ang and Poir, they edited this issue left of queer, which I know was like a direct and a skip from the series that I was completely complicit in putting on so this what this one really fucking gets me because I watched this series unfold and I knew that the title of the series what's left of queer didn't make sense to me because I was living the the impact of queer upon my life which was a silencing which was a muddying and a blurring and a fucking like painful thing so I was like I don't know why, why it's named this here's how they describe it contributors to this special issue left of queer Explore how emergent debates in three key areas, debility, there's parsing, indigeneity, and trans connect queer studies to a host of urgent sociopolitical issues. Funny how they're urgent, but ain't nobody reading this outside the academy.
1: It's Tipping? funny how queer is not, is is in this setup, not at all connected to urgent sociopolitical issues. Funny. Queer?
0: Well, they're saying left of queer, okay, here we go, Let's. this is where... It doesn't explain itself but at least you get them using the words that they use so taking a position that is politically left of the current academic and political mainstreaming of queerness huh the contributors examine what is left of queer and M- dash what remains outside of the political economic and cultural mandates of the state and the liberal individual as its prized subject. <laughs>
1: Okay, wait. All Your right. face. What the fuck? I, <laughs> we could talk about the commodification of queer. We can talk about the commodification of of gay and yeah. know, especially gay men's, you know, everything. Like we could talk <laughs> about that. But uh, like that's not what they're talking about. Though. That's not what that is not <laughs> what they're talking about. Hold on. One more time, because this is one of those things where they
0: list three things debility, indigeneity, and trans, but they don't Engage, what those have to do or don't with the liberal individual
1: or politics. Also, in- that's that's uh, this is just messy grammatically. Like it should be transness or something. Like
0: oh, I agree, yeah. I can't
1: theorist write. Like this kills me.
0: <sighs> this is the word debility. Is that's poor thing? Like the the actual disabled humans who showed up at her talk were like, hey, we really have a beef with how you're treating debility like it's a metaphor. Actually, what they were saying was that she was making disability sound like a bad thing, like a categorically negative category instead of a category of differences and accommodations. Um, And that what she was doing was removing it from the level of the individual because she's saying that disability or debility is something that governments do to populations of people that they seek to keep down. So it's like this giant scale allegory or something for violence between countries Um, or you're writing it like it's beautiful theory when like identity politics matter. And she was like, I just don't like identity politics. It's like, why don't you say that? Why don't you say that right here in this little synopsis? Why don't you say, we don't really like when people care about their identities or themselves.
1: Who benefits from that too? Who benefits from just totally erasing all identity politics? I wonder if it's the two people. (laughs) It might be the, the, you know, commonly accepted, unfortunately, sort of center of everything the white man it might it, it might. might or it, it might, might
0: be academics who get to insist to other academics that those academics are idiots for having a politic that is legible so left of queer David L. Ang and Jasbir K. Poir, issue editors a special issue of social text contributors to this special issue explore how emergent debates in three key areas debility indigeneity and trans Connect queer studies to a host of urgent sociopolitical issues.
1: I also I oh. really have a problem with, uh. with the way that, the, that that phrasing implies that queer has no urgent sociopolitical issues wrapped up in it or yes. that it's wrapped up in.
0: Yes, which is what they're saying, right? They're saying yeah.
1: they're saying it's, queerness. It's the same post-feminist shit. It's like, oh, we, we already won. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. we, we won. It's fine. Hello. Well, Wake the fuck up. Nobody won. Nobody won. We're not, well, somebody won. Somebody won, but it wasn't us.
0: (laughs) It wasn't us. Um, But yeah, and it also, when you're reading how it's laid out, it says debility, indigeneity, and trans are queer studies, right? Mm. How emergent debates in three key areas, debility, indigeneity, and trans connect queer studies to a host of urgent issues.
1: As if those things are all mutually inclusive and one sort of bucket of theory.
0: Uh, yeah, as if debility, indigeneity, or trans have any coherence, or not any coherence, but any, like, as if they have one specific meaning in a thing called queer studies. As Which queer is studies, absurd. It's absurd. It's, it's as absurd. if queer represents those things. It's in so reductive, way, it's upsetting. It's like so upsetting. I, I know. Quite a few indigenous people who would say that queer studies does not fucking represent them in no. a
1: monolithic block.
0: Oh my god! I've heard
1: only that like <laughs> yeah. from yeah people I've talked to uh, had those conversations with. Yeah, Jesus.
0: But wait, there's still the second paragraph again. Taking a position that is politically left, which I didn't know there was anything further left. Taking a position that is politically left of the current academic and political mainstreaming of queerness. The contributors examine what is left of queer what remains outside of the political economic and cultural mandates of the what of the state and the liberal individual as its prized subject
1: do you feel like there's no fucking homo on this earth that is the prized subject of the united states of america i'm sorry have you heard of
0: homonationalism or homonormativity because Puar really loves those
1: You don't feel homo nationalist? No! Those (laughs) things are mutually exclusive. Like, I'm fucking sorry. Like, and I'm not sorry, actually. Like, I will die on that hill. Like I will die. There is nothing nationalist about being fucking gay. Like it it Uh, is explicitly like against the state project, you know, because the state, any state is meant to, you know, perpetuate itself vis-a-vis reproduction. Right. Right. And encouraging Um reproduction, which is why heterosexuality exists. (laughs) in in the way that we you know see it today in in this in the structure that's why it's structuring of our lives Uh, and what's weird is
0: how this these people
1: enroll the individual as though it's the individual's fault for as if it's the individual's fault it's this is mm, it's total like again the same sort of post-feminist slash like greenwashing sort of vibe of like oh, it's all about the individual, like your individual choices can affect capitalism. Oh, Lol. Well. Um, your individual, <laughs> you can individually choose which, you know, political classes you have, you know, you have yeah. say in or entry into like.
0: And there's like 70 of them. There's like 70 political classes and growing. Um, so you might be the only one in yours, which makes you really special.
1: Which, and that <laughs> makes it a political class, all right, when you're the only one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things. mm, The other thing, too, is the way that it, you know, the current academic and political mainstreaming of queerness, I think, really does not understand who is actually doing the mainstreaming of queerness. It's like Hollywood and the the media and that kind of level of of society, not like your fucking senator. Like, like your senator is not mainstreaming queerness. Like, Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. academic and
0: political mainstream. Yeah, that's totally true. Why do they say political? Yeah. They mean, they don't, they should say mediated. Like, you're right, that it's the media. Political is not what they mean there. No, it's not. I don't think. But they have to use the word political, because otherwise people would be able to see through this, which is that it's not political in any way. There's no No. legibility here whatsoever. No. No. Because guess what? Individuals have to do politics. That's all we have. If you don't care about people, then I don't think you can use the word political. God damn it.
1: Truly, truly.
0: Um, Also, just adding this after the fact, how, the ever-loving shit, can you fight the academic mainstreaming of queerness with this specific abstract that we just read? Ha, what? You're doing it, and you're profiting from it, and you're abusing grad students through and during it, and you're looking people in their face and telling them to stop being individual subjects of their own politics. Knock it off. But you know, par one of the one of the things that she said that she takes issue with, or like an example that she gives, is something like, and I just want to put this out there so that we look at her logic so that we can then destroy it. Um, the She says that like Israel, for instance, has really taken it upon itself to show off that it's very pride friendly. It's very like gay and everything. And that means that Israel can do more harm to Palestine because what it has queered Palestine beyond queerness, beyond the liberal gay individual. And it's also actually disabled Palestine. And that's where those people got pissed as they should. So it's like, we're we're like picking, what what does that mean? do for us yes israel i don't can know be if as I... shitty as it wants to be what does that have to do with our politics why again is and book? i'm
1: sorry but like they're not doing it on behalf of their like gay people queer israelis i'm sorry they're not yeah, it's all about really the almighty dollar bill like as as in most you know right sort of governmental actions but
0: well, and, yeah, and she says, like, well, you know, they're doing it to make themselves look good and and probably, you know, also to make money. And it's like, yeah, sure, they can be. But sure, that's- but that's, <laughs> not
1: on, that's not on the gay people. That's on exactly. the government.
0: That's not, that doesn't mean identity politics is bullshit. How could you no. possibly even think those are on the same scale of analysis? And how could you look at people in their faces and tell them that their identity politics, that they have lived so bravely that you are not living, is bullshit?
1: I, I don't know how anyone that, <laughs> I don't think I've ever read a sort of I hesitate to call it like an interpretation because it really is like a use of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict quite so just like disturbingly and just like, what? What? It is such a disturbing Where do you get off like using that as a metaphor? Like when I know and like did did any actual Palestinians like read any of this? Like well, that's, that's my other question. question. Like, it? Again, it's like <laughs> friends of mine that I've known in my life that have, you know, were Palestinian would probably fucking burn this book. <laughs> that's like, I just can, I'm like imagining being like, look at this. and be, mm. Yeah. And then a match getting lit. Like
0: if take this, I would look, love
1: to read pretty Palestinian pretty... critique of her book. That's hey, got me out there. I bet there's a blog post out there about it somewhere. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, there,
0: there has yes. to be. But I mean, it's like... 8,000 citations. That's what I'm saying. So it's... Of course there are going to be brave people doing this writing, but are they ever going to get their own edited collection? At least not no. in the 10 years, unless we start being loud about how useless this shit is? Um, I don't know.
1: I mean, I don't see how it's possible to do that work within the Academy with the way that, you know, the job situation is structured. right. 'Cause if you did, you would you'd basically get one shot at it. You, you would. Get, you'd, you'd get one and that would be it.
0: And if people and, Yeah, and I mean nobody people are not going to hire anyone with any risk appended to them whatsoever. Oh
1: fuck no, especially not these days.
0: No. Like, nope. So I'm I keep rereading this one. This is this is real homo nationalism being theorized in this synopsis. Uh, oh, and I remember the the title of that series at Penn was what's left of queer theory today. Actually the flyer design, which I still have ironically in the same Canva account as all the Stone Disco stuff now, um, it says what's left of queer theory now. So that was the name of the series. I knew there was some kind of presentism in it, right? Caring, Caring about what's going on right this second. Which is kind of a characteristic thing of new materialism. Blah blah blah. I promise I make that make sense in the writing on the website, but it's here again. We return to how how much it pisses us off.
1: So, and is it what remains of queer theory, or what they is they left love their... politically? Both, or is it you know, both? They love their wordplay.
0: Um, it probably like sometimes I think these ideas like happened when somebody thought of a pun in the shower or like a double meaning. And they were like, how do I make an entire thing that sounds catchy? Just so that I can shit on a grad student who's making the flyer for it. Anyways, um, so this is homonationalism. David Eng is describing, synopsizing the collection Queer Kinship, subtitle Race, Sex, Belonging, Form that was edited oh. by Tyler Bradway and Elizabeth Freeman and I, Elizabeth Freeman has i think dealt in relatively satisfying ways with the body and time she still writes super beautifully mm. but she's still not really hitting on stuff that gets me going that like i would need to hear to feel sane but i do think <laughs> that, i do think that this synopsis probably doesn't do her work justice so <laughs> um david ang This first sentence just murders me. David Eng says, this brilliant collection is essential reading for anyone concerned with the surge of same-sex marriage and normative kinship and its consequences for the unmaking of racialized migrant families under global capital. One more time. This brilliant collection is essential reading for anyone concerned with the surge of same-sex marriage and normative kinship and its consequences for the unmaking of racialized migrant families under global capital.
1: Yeah, when I, okay, so a while back I did, I I wanted to catch up on what queer theory had been doing since I had left the academy, and I just, I <laughs> went to Tuke University Press website and, you know, searched by queer theory, and I definitely did read the one for this, this, this synopsis, and I think I just like lost like a year of my life when I read that. I yeah. That's could feel a little bit of my soul leave like my body.
0: This is the one where I took the screenshot and I put a star on it. Like drew a star because I was like this one it hurts me more than any. And partly because I know a racialized migrant family, <laughs> I'm really close with one. <laughs> they don't uh they don't
1: think that same sex marriage is a problem. No, and and please tell me <laughs> what's normative about same-sex unions yeah you could only think
0: that if you don't care about anyone with a body particularly women get stepping out of compulsory heterosexuality if you basically don't give a single fuck about what lesbians have been doing since the beginning of time then you could definitely write this and david eng's not a lesbian no surprise there shocker um and then this let's talk about the hypocrisy because i just i And I hate this because I imagine Tyler Bradway and Elizabeth Freeman did better work than this, but David Eng has such a a loud voice that he wrote the synopsis here and it doesn't make sense or give anybody anything to hold on to in this world that is hard to live in. Um, But the second sentence is Tyler Bradway and Elizabeth Freeman's hard-hitting volume makes it clear that we need queer theory more than ever. And didn't we just hear about how queer theory needs to be surpassed. or queer maybe that was queer studies. Anyway, we're not clarifying what's going on here. Um, makes it clear that we need queer theory more than ever to understand the ongoing transformations and upheavals of family and kinship today. And then it says, you know, M-David L. Ang, author of, and this is his title, The Feeling of Kinship, Queer Liberalism and the Racialization of Intimacy. So gay people are racializing fucking? Is that what that
1: is? Gay people are unmaking migrant families. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Max. So
0: knock it the fuck off and stop being gay because you're unmaking migrant families, and you're complicit with capitalism. Unlike an academic
1: who directly is benefiting, unlike from capitalism. an academic writing a book for <laughs> Duke University Press who yeah. is not complicit in capitalism whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I just accept it. <laughs> Jeez. I can't. Uh, yeah, no, we don't need queer theory more than ever today. We need we need lesbian theory more than ever today. That Fact. actually has something to say about, yeah, you know, transformations of family and kinship. And we need we need Latina lesbian
0: theory, and we need Black lesbian theory. You want to really hear what racialized migrant families have to say
1: about race and capital? I'd love to hear and, from them.
0: Yeah, I would love to hear from them. But, oh, wow wow yeah so just fuck you just i just look david i I just homo and cis nationalism
1: homo and cis nationalism (laughs) just it really it it puts it puts the trigger finger on the hand of yeah the the queer individual which like isn't represented by their government anyway
0: barely (laughs) i mean do you do you as a Bush lesbian woman feel like you are holding a gun to the heads of anything or And I'm responsible anywhere? for
1: the Iraq war or whatever? No. <laughs> like, I was like 15 and I even know that was fucked up. Like,
0: what does cis nationalism even mean? What does cis nationalism even mean? I mean, truly, I understand that those two separate words mean things, but when you smush them together, are we really defining anything? What are we no, talking about?
1: No. And the thing, the thing I was thinking about the other day was like, I think part of why like assigning like a sort of A legible political class to like cis versus trans as a binary you know makes it 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 obviously it's the fact that only one half of that binary has privilege and power ah yeah like men are the ones with the power you mean the the sex binary sorry brain... i mean like cis trans binary as yeah, like, yeah yeah being like oh all privilege is cis all you know right Oppression is yeah, trans, yeah. And know, then it's oppressed is trans. that that totally just obliterates the fact that
0: that there is a male female
1: the, like, the cis binary in a way that maybe they would put it like female and male but, like
0: there's yeah, no I mean, privilege stopped... on the
1: female side
0: <laughs> totally have we stopped talking about male nationalism so now it's just cis
1: nationalism. Yeah. Have and that's actually... that's exactly the other thing that it conflates because I was like reading a list that like included like male, comma, cis, comma, is in a list of like privileged categories. And I was like, if you said male, I don't think you like cis implies that there is then a female privilege that like is real and exists and like
0: and, is backed and up be... by
1: like, you know, structures right that that like structural privilege
0: instead of instead of the females quote unquote of every country being the grounds on which men take over each other instead yeah of being what's going on it's like suddenly there is one monolithic category cis and the cis men and the cis women are both on equal footing being nationalists what
1: yes yes exactly that's exactly it and that's exactly why i just i can't yeah why i really struggle with that because it it yeah, obliterates all specificity from the actual oh, really? power dynamics at play. Yeah, and then, I mean, I'm just and sitting it's here. always wielded to shit on fucking lesbians. Of course, it is always, always. Well, I mean, you saw what what isn't
0: totally, and and it's like we have all the receipts on that too. Like you saw the when I was in the turf related paper, the one about that term and the kind mm. of expansive usage of it. I was noting how inevitably, right, because butch lesbians are the ones who throw a wrench into a very simplistic cis trans binary, we have to get mentioned. So we got mentioned to shit on us and essentially to say, well, butch is not a lesbian thing, like very in clear terms. It's we should stop making the mistake that butch is a lesbian thing. And I was like, okay, but words literally mean things. And they literally have histories embodied. Yeah. Histories.
1: yeah how these dare you? Embodied history is real human people that live their lives. Who made that word, who constructed that, word. that identity. Yes. And those
0: were lesbians. Yes. So fuck right off with that. Yeah. Fuck right yeah. off with that. Yeah. And, but it's like, look how it is almost compulsive. Like they have to, people who are critiquing women have to mention butch lesbians because we would be the ones who fuck with the idea of a cis woman mm-hmm. because we don't have cis privilege. We fucking don't. Mm-hmm. If that is even a thing. If that's, and, and that's kind that of my thing? point is
1: that like, there is no like cis female privilege. Like I, I don't think. Uh, I cannot not my, in that not in the way that people think there is.
0: That's yeah, not in the way that people think there is. The uh-huh. situation that I can imagine, and I mean, maybe somebody listening to this is thinking like there are there are situations where this applies that are not the one that I'm about to say. But the main thing I'm thinking is the idea that there's nothing that you need to change about your body is a privilege, and the idea that you because we don't enjoy like any female stepping outside the bounds of what females are supposed to do, which include heterosexuality, we don't actually enjoy the privilege of being the proper woman. Mm-hmm. And tons of people don't enjoy the privilege of being the proper woman who are being labeled as cis these days. So that's my issue with it. Like, if we're we're talking about proper womanhood, almost all female people are at great distance from that. The people who are not are, if anything, like the movie stars held up as like the
1: pinnacle example of the people who are sexual, that pinnacle example, you know, are under constant duress to become that example. Exactly. Which is, you know, a big part of Well and what fucking sexism is.
0: exactly. What you're saying about there not being a cis privilege, I think totally stands if you look at the entire balance of things. Because female people are under the thumb of the pressure to be that proper woman so much more than male people ever are. Ever.
1: Ever. And so is that
0: really a privilege, or is this all made up to shit on us?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like again, like what is the privilege of like being the one that has to, you know, be the care, you know, all of the fucking you know, shit that... Women have to do. The women have to do. The caregiving, the the labor, the... Females are used. And we yeah. are used as rhetorical yep. tools
0: in today's... Rhetorical society. and
1: reproductive tools. Yeah, exactly. it's fucked.
0: Yeah, I mean, think about how the cis woman is like the... The, the, the very butt of every of being, joke. Yeah,
1: the heights was of being a rhetorical point. tool. Yeah, yeah. It is... It is
0: It is the turning rhetorical of women it is using us again and the idea that like there is no female class that is there to be used by the males is fucking a lie it's a lie and you know that because you know who gets to speak yeah um i just
1: and like if you think that that's not true like you have bought the post-feminist line hook line and sinker and Uh, you got to get right with god you got to get right with god or disclose that you're
0: not getting right with
1: with feminist god and just tell us and just, just tell us, just be tell honest. But you don't You're want like I'm sexist.
0: Yeah, I'm sexist. Sorry. I I Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Like, just say that. Bye. <laughs> don't make us, and this is such an example, us us being Butch Disco and everybody associated with it, right? All those people that you saw like jump on the comment chain. I'm just thinking about this perfect example, which I just really appreciated getting that example real squared away, real early in the history of our stuff, because I was like, here it is. Don't make us women. Running Stone Butch Disco for to give voice to an experience that all of us have said we haven't seen anywhere else. That all of us have said a we haven't seen anywhere else.
1: Specific condition. Yeah.
0: Don't roll in here. You're say normal. you're a man. Say you're a man, and then tell us that we need to represent you. That is another use of the word female. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you
1: seriously no it's not another
0: word female it's another use of female people us yeah. like we have to do labor yeah. for you get the yeah. hell out man get the hell out and i'm allowed to be mad people yeah. are like you need to be welcoming to everyone Fuck no no i, don't.
1: No, I like, don't like i was saying about women's college there's a reason why i think that's so fucking important as you know because like what you can achieve and what you can learn and how you can grow when you don't have a bunch of fucking dudes hanging around all the time is special because <laughs> and
0: and when the dudes hang around they make it all about themselves they make we it all about them, them. we you all know like... that we fucking know that and if you don't think you know that get right
1: with god um like wake up look around
0: okay. for real for real uh yeah i mean and it's like you don't have to do labor to represent other people than yourself you don't have to do labor to make people feel good who are shitting on you. Like, that person ultimately was like, people are being mean to me. And I was like, you came in here and told us we were
1: Oh uh, Yeah, what the fuck? Dude. So I'm now
0: I'm supposed to take care of you? you also, boss. everybody like, was being what? so
1: nice. That's the thing. And I'm like, damn, dude, <laughs> yeah. like, people were being, like, really taking a lot of time so nice. to to engage with you, like, in a way that, like, on a level that you were not engaging. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And we, yeah, you were, you were hostile out the gate and we were so kind to you. And that wasn't enough because, because what you hate that we, re- we represent your mother. Like there was some crazy shit there. Oh, with the dude, dude. Um, but yeah. it's like that. And the reason that that's such a good example and not just one person is because that's been happening to me my whole goddamn life. And I know it's been happening to you oh, too. Yeah. Like oh, now yeah. i got to take care of you boy. Yeah. No. Seriously. Now I got to listen to you talk boy.
1: No, I'm allowed to be. have, we're allowed to have our space and for that space to be our space God yeah and
0: even more than that you're not allowed to do what you're doing you there is we have a positive right to this space and we also have a negative liberty of being free of you, you to are tell you God. to
1: get the fuck out yeah
0: to yeah. tell you to fuck out that's that's reality so sure. get the fuck out because i'm not going to take care of men my whole life um i did plenty of that reach Yeah, I think, I think I was just going to revisit because, you know, I'm like circling around. I don't want to, um, I mean, I circle back to things because I don't want to discount stuff that is real. Like mm-hmm. I know privileges are touch and go. I know that in one specific circumstance, very specific, if we're comparing like, have you felt like something about your body needs to be changed for a, la- a long part of your life? I felt that for a little part of my life, but have I felt that for a long part of my life in the same way a trans woman has? No. It's like, sure, yeah, like- that,
1: I mean, it. it- Bringing it to the, like, that level of specificity of, like, yes. comparison of experience, sure. Yeah, there's there's probably some, and not probably, there is, and I think it's, a lot of it's emotional and internal. Yeah. But you and, have to really, yeah, so it's like, when we're talking about societal privilege and we're using
0: cis privilege as a blanket term for female people, that's
1: really- Yeah, silly. I have a big fucking problem with that, yeah. <laughs> it, yes. As, as a specific, like, holding up, lumping lumping female and male into one category. Insane. As it, it, to assign them both equal privilege is fucking insane to me. That's that's really what it comes down to.
0: And the amount I, of labor. I cannot deal with that. You know, and it's like the amount of labor time that female women are putting in to making anyone who identifies as a
1: man feel better in their space is sickening to me. Truly, truly. What? That's why, like, the phrase turf just drives me insane. Like, this is not, literally (laughs) nobody is out here at the festival kicking out trans women. Right. Nobody. Everybody's making everyone feel safe. Yes. Like, even to the point of, like, trying too hard. (laughs) Yeah, trying aggressively (laughs) hard
0: and actually shitting on people talking about being female because it's just, like, the white person who's, like, The United Nations is racist. I'm like, weird, because there are a lot of African feminists who would disagree with you, you psycho.
1: It's just just posturing. It's a lot of performative sort of like... And that's what you know thinking about this earlier, just how much this is tied into the kind of broader leftist infighting that's been going on in the last Mm -hmm. handful of years. And maybe not even leftist, actually. I would specifically say progressive infighting. Yeah um how much of that is all one moment and I I get how you know
0: and I've said this I used to just be like team democrat team liberal team progressive everybody else shut up because that was like in Texas that was like the answer oh yeah that's the was. yeah Um, But I'm understanding that part of a core part of like American leftism is a refusal to be coherent.
1: Like, it's
0: almost like it's more.
1: It's the original joke about leftists. Yeah, it's it's the first like international conference (laughs) like, but yeah, it is it's it's a very similar sort of refusal to be it's you know that that refusal to be legible yeah ultimately doesn't actually get you anywhere because you have to be legible to right. collect power you and have to be speaking. influence
0: yeah you have to be speaking for what you believe in and you have to be very real about who you're talking to yeah. and who you're speaking for and what and how all those different people share things and have differences like i it is i think it's because it's so utopian
1: is that what you meant by like the original joke about leftism that it's like the original joke about left I mean it, this is coming from like a long time like, you know, anarchist. Uh is the one of the first or I think it was the first meeting of, you know, what was to become the Communist Party. There was literally like a rift and then they just were yeah, infighting from literally day one in
0: So it's the, the joke. In that the eighteen hundreds. They were always um, infighting.
1: Yes, they were always in fighting. The the yeah. the left is never not in fighting.
0: But, and the thing I think that's, that's just true because nobody's declaring their terms, like, because the thing that unites us supposedly is some kind of utopian future where like freedom is freedom and everybody's chilling. And it's like, how are we going to get that if you litter if you won't even use the word female anymore?
1: What? Just, I don't know how people think that they're going to make like real political change if they can't define words and can't you know right or they define them only as a category yeah yes exactly define them only as activities have have things have meanings with no grounding in lived experience right because like a
0: feminist is somebody who hates white cishet men quote unquote like that is our definition because i thought there was something there was some positive content there or no <laughs> what are we fighting for friends as opposed to what we're fighting against it's like how people say that lesbians are anyone who date not cis men what no I don't want lesbian to be a negativity i want lesbian no. to, like have a definition yes That's and so it's like good. just because ah, the idea that for your i for your existence to not rest squarely if you identify as a man The idea that your existence as a human being doesn't rest squarely in lesbian's definition of lesbian on the whole is a violence to you. That's crazy talk. It's insanity. That's crazy talk. Like, and it's so narcissistic. And finally, you know, that person that I was being so, so, so nice to, I finally on another post was just like, the narcissism of these kids is nuts. Like it's nuts. It is crazy. Who raised you? Who Who raised raised you? you?
1: No, the... Mm. Yeah, I've been in, like, various fandoms for a long time. That's been a big part of my life. I did the fandom to academia pipeline, even though I didn't (laughs) actually do fan studies in in, uh, academia or anything. But, you know, nerds who like to read books, shocker. Right, into Grow up to be nerds that like to read books um, (laughs) uh, and watch science fiction and shit. And I've been watching the kind of... um, what's the, the anti movement movement that's so it's, it's, this is fascinating. (laughs) This is part of what I think is like also sort of plays into this. It's mostly like young gen Z's or like older gen alphas, but it's, it's basically people being like, it's not cool to watch things and then imagine the characters having sex. That's bad. What when, when you when you read things when you if you like to read like torture porn or like rape fantasies like you're a bad person you know it's bad to like Wait. sex is bad so yeah I just
0: learned something huge I did not know that that was a thing oh my god okay what is it? Um, like
1: so, a I mean, conservatism yes it is it's a like legitimately like a sex conservatism and it's it's okay. often very like. <laughs> It and they often throw around the word turf a lot. They fucking hate turfs, what? even though like what? What? Yeah. So wait. Yeah. So are are they coming at this from like an asexual perspective, or are they coming no. from a feminist perspective? Okay. No. So what's, what's so the I, ostensibly it's a feminist perspective, but like. No, like that's that's really well. Feminism doesn't have a definition, so I'm sure it's a yeah. Perspective, yeah. It's it's. I think it's adjacently <laughs> a, uh, but yeah, an anti fan. That's the phrase. What? And like people, have, there's some. I think there's like a book and like some scholarship about it. Um, but there's also a lot of like just blog posts and think pieces and that kind of shit. Um,
0: okay. Well, I'm gonna they're an anti
1: shipper. That's that's the other. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Well, okay. Which, mm. I mean, I don't got it, but I know what shipping no. is, so I get. That, yes, yes. That the anti-shipping. Which...
0: But what's the point of reading something and not imagining the characters having sex?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just because it feels good to tell other people to shut the fuck up, like because it's it's like a weird like morality like yeah. crusade, which is again why like the fact that they like to like, you know. Throw yeah. the word turf around and shit yeah. is also entertaining and sort of really.
0: And you know, I wonder how many of these morality police online actually ever volunteer, like lift a finger to do anything for any other human being ever. Oh my God, never, never.
1: <laughs> Those people don't shit on people online, right? <laughs> Those people don't have time for that. No, exactly. They're too busy like volunteering and like having a job and like doing important <laughs> things.
0: But what's so depressing about this new new era that we're in is that like those online shitters upon have so much power as like a group of people who don't they don't have jobs so they have plenty of time to control discourse online. That's all they
1: do. Yeah, and that's yeah, it's it's that like hobbyist controlling discourse online that like rings very similarly to me as to, you know, the same people that are going out saying that lesbian is a white word and yeah you know
0: lesbian spaces
1: need to be open to men or whatever the fuck yeah i can't like literally this it's violent to talk about our own experiences (laughs) it's violent um like my experience was violent maybe but like it's not it's
0: you're being a weenie hunt general weenie like we i have experienced violence and maybe you have too so, do you know that this isn't violence, or yeah. what? that's the
1: other thing that reminds me of like the anti strippers and these people is because the antis are like, oh my god, it's, you know, writing incest is like is just as bad as real incest, or like, you know, writing something terrible is just uh, as bad as doing it in real life.
0: Good, take that to Pornhub. I'm like, huh? Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. even like acting, and it it's out, that sort of claim of like, "Oh, this is violent to me," and I'm like, "Dude, there was a fucking warning right on the label. You could have not clicked it." Yeah, you but can no. stop reading at
0: any point. This is not someone taking an action against you that you have no escape from. No, have you ever experienced that? Because yeah.
1: you're real willy nilly. Probably not. Him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's the, the internet, like, caped crusader, like, yeah. It's its own sort of like uh outrage addiction, which I think uh, was originally coined to talk about old fuckers who watch too much Fox News. but like, but it's happening with the youth but it's happening with the youth. and it's somebody give them something to do with their goddamn time. Give them a project. Um, I got a project for, project for them. It's called the Revolution. <laughs> Bring down capitalism. <laughs> Kids, get after it. Get after and it and or save us from the climate crisis. Get busy. Something like
0: that, please. Pick one. Pick a Pick thing one. that might have an impact and do that one instead. Stand up, get away from your computer. Touch grass. <laughs> touch grass. Seriously. It's yeah. it, it feels good to touch grass. Um, it does. <sighs> um, so yeah, these anti-shipper people. Well, I was thinking like on Pornhub, they even like act out incest, quote unquote, like it's <laughs> in the label. Um, and I'm not even really offended by that. Like it's what no, it's just made up bullshit. It's just made up bullshit. bullshit. And
1: like Maybe if you read some fucking second wave feminism, you would know that like it's okay to have fantasies and like it doesn't have anything to do with like how how nice of a person you are. Right. And that like sex, sex is okay actually.
0: Sex is okay yeah. actually. And I you know, I have kind of um personally a an ambivalent, again, relationship with like the radical feminism around sex. Because I'm not gonna and I think it's just because I don't think we can do anything about it I'm not gonna uh, spend my whole life fighting porn not only because I know that some things just feel good to people and like whatever whatever life is too short to fight that fight plus it's capitalism and um and I know but I do think I do think we should continue and call out distinctly anti-feminist porn genres. Of course, just like we do any kind of media critique. Yeah, yeah, Because um, exactly. those exist, because those exist. But like a wholesale, it's kind of like a totalizing critique of an institution. A wholesale critique of porn is is to deny, I think something that humans crave, not only yeah. the sex, but being seen. Humans yeah. also want that. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's this weirdness, but I, yeah, I don't know. I'm at odds with quite a, I, I am not ever going to stop reading everything about gender everywhere. And I'm certainly at odds with most of the dominant queer narratives. I'm also at odds with a lot of the dominant rad femme narratives. We just need some moderation, for God's sakes. Well, no, we just, just need to the... make fucking
1: sense. Also, <laughs> like, I don't know. There's nothing radical about post-feminism, truly. Like, for real, it's, yeah. It's, it's conservative, if anything. Like, it is. It's anti-radical.
0: It is. And, like, there's a reason. I mean, sorry. But there's a reason it's just that- It's capitalist.
1: Things. It's just capitalist feminism. It's not it post-feminism. Is
0: yeah you're right um i it should be said and i know this is an oversimplification but there are countries in the world where being a homosexual is outlawed but being trans is not and it's because we can guess but it is i i think that is a reflection in my opinion that is a reflection of what we feel like you and i feel which is if you just got right with your gender with what you want to do in bed then you'd make more sense and you'd stop bothering everyone instead of like using a strap on and insisting on being a woman which really really upsets men so much
1: so much so So much so (laughs) much so much so very that's the radical power (laughs) you know the idea that's like man we don't need that fuck you like yeah i like taking it off and i like to take mine thank you yeah yeah i have different ones yeah (laughs) exactly like it's it's cool And 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 that scares the shit out of basically everyone.
0: It really does.
1: It's like, if you're not trying to be
0: a version of me, then I don't want to hear about it. it, Because how dare you be yourself? It's fucking true. That's why when people are
1: like, oh, butch femme is just like, you know, reenacting heterosexuality. I'm like, I'm going to strangle you. Yeah. (laughs) And also
0: how sad that you think that because it's really sad. So much better. it's so much it's better so sad. I mean it's so not even better. It's not even to be compared. it is no! based on different principles of sexuality and pleasure and, yeah. and respect and valuation. it is feminist it is not straight. Yeah. fuck off fuck off Wait, how do you, how dare you think that like to penetrate a woman where she has pleasure centers is something that men that is men centric what it's about what? her you yeah. fucking psycho
1: yeah. Yeah. Which, like, if men actually knew that, like, (laughs) there would be more satisfied straight women out there, probably, but, like... Right. And they wouldn't be so angry all the time, but, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. How sad.
0: How sad. How sad that you... How sad that the world has convinced you that men are the only, and even the best, that that men have to come anywhere near a woman's G-spot for her to have pleasure. Like ha- how sad that you, because actually when they do, they often just fuck it up and not in a good way. Not in a good way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sweet Jesus. <sighs> um. Well, okay, I was gonna ask you more, I fucked up the order of everything, but um,
1: your butch pipeline experience, You you realized you were masculine when you were like 17? Um no I mean it was younger than that like I always like I oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah I um I guess I was talking about butch I yeah. know, probably knew hmm that's a great question actually when I like came to that
0: okay I've been trying to I've been wondering if we should use the word like discovered or decided
1: for when I you think discovered butch. is really what it's about like it's it's yeah. the moment of like wow like there's, a, thing, there's I mean. a name for this yeah you yeah, know? yeah that's not a decided that's a like a discovered like that's a, this is an option yeah it's not like a you know I saw it was an option it was like yes I'd like to be that it was like, like I oh this explains I was me. that and then I saw that that was an option and I was like oh wow <laughs> um it was really oh. I think in college I think that's really when it like when I you know became more aware of of you know the butch femme is a dynamic and something that like was out there and that like yeah. b- butch was an identity that you know fit and felt good um, so
0: i came to butchness through butch femme too
1: yeah that's interesting
0: i yeah i've been thinking more about that because everyone i've yeah. talked to so far on the pod has had a similar experience of like realizing yeah. who they were in relation to another woman
1: that episode you did with um, Cowboy Jen was so one of the two was so good, and like that, her talking, her talking about realizing it through just the way that other girls would relate to her differently yeah. than they would to boys is like totally nails it. Like just that sort of you know when when your teacher's like, oh yeah, I need a guy to come like help carry shit, and I'm just like, I'm ready, like I'm ready yeah. to carry some shit because the girls think it's cool, or <laughs> you know the totally. like. The, the first, like, thrill of, like, holding the door open for a girl and you're like. Yeah.
0: That is so real.
1: It's real. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the check, like, sitting in a restaurant with a girl and, like, the person, like, you know, you take the check and you're like, oh, no, one. And you pay, like. <laughs> Loaded. Loaded moments. So good. Ugh. Yeah. I.
0: So, yeah, I think I think I asked the question wrong at first, but you knew you were, like, masculine. But then we are drawing, but just because I was doing that to make sense in my head, a line mm-hmm. between knowing you're masculine and kind of discovering that butchness is... Yeah, that that was like a category that yeah. really existed. So question, was your masculinity, that makes me think of, did you feel like it was something wrong? Or did you just have a sense that you were more like the boys?
1: Or how did that, How what did that look like for you? There's more options. Mm, yeah, that's a great question. It See, I think, I think it had a lot to do with Hmm. I think I I think I always knew and I that it was just part of who I was and it like wasn't, you know, a good or a bad thing. You know, some some, you know, dis- trauma disclosure lightly but like, you know, then I was just viciously bullied from kindergarten until senior year of high school and, you know, to to PTSD levels and, you know, oh. then I After that, I was pretty convinced that it was bad, (laughs) like, Hmm. that, that, you know, because those were a lot of things that I was teased about, you know, I'm I'm one of the many, like, lesbians out here with PCOS, so I'm just, like, hairy son of a bitch, and, like, I'm so pale, dark hair, and, like, you know, kids just being like, oh my god, you have a mustache, like, wow, like, that, that my, like, sort of visible masculinity was was legible to these kids, even before, you know. It was something that I, like, owned or, you know, even understood. Like, it was something that was legible to other people as, like, not normal. But it's so fucking fun to be gay. Like, being a lesbian is great. <laughs> like, I, I knew that was, you know, I knew I wasn't going to let the haters get me down on that respect. And, yeah. it you know, discovering, like, that there was a whole, you know history of of butch femme ways of being and like history of, of butch lesbians basically you know passing to get access to shit they wanted to do like right. just you know passing because they did and they just were living their fucking lives and who cares what anybody else thinks and you know what, what we especially with you know how much history will sort of obscure of shit they don't understand they're like oh you know they must be a man. I'm like, well, not necessarily. Like Right. There's actually there's a template for me also. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Discovering that template in college was was really a powerful moment. And, so you were like,
0: um okay. You knew you were masculine in the sense of I'm just gonna put together your timeline yeah. pretty,
1: I liked but, I liked boy stuff. I love sports like yeah, you know, yeah. Like going outside. Me too. You know, and, yeah. And that was and a lot of it was built up in behaviors like that. Like, I... I was the oldest child, too. No, so, like, yeah. yeah, yep. So, you get the... Like, my dad would, like, take me fishing and, like, take me camping and stuff like that. Like Same, yeah. same, same. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: so there was... It was a lot of behavior stuff. It was also, like, like, the size of my arms and things that were masculinized by people around me, including, totally. like, my mom. Um, And so I did feel like there was something physically different. I didn't... I wasn't viciously bullied, but I was bullied in the sense that people are like are you a boy or a girl when i was wearing what i wanted to wear and looking the way i wanted to look and i knew that there was something about i remember trying to fix my walk um so that it looked more feminine like stand differently mm-hmm. um but do you think it's more of a behavior thing
1: or a physical thing or both it sounds like both for you I it's definitely both it's definitely both yes yeah. because it's it's certainly the like behavior hobbies interests you know, Yeah. The, the, positioning as it were like between just in the world and then
0: so it's, it's like also the, you know, just
1: being read. yeah it is and just also mm-hmm. you know having what are legibly masculine sort of physical traits being a little bigger like you know having this fucking voice which i've had since i had a voice i mean my <laughs> mom tells funny ass stories of like me at four like responding to <laughs> My, my like little like deep ass voice we you know going down the like preschool class asking everybody like what are you for halloween and i'm like i'm a fairy <laughs> i fucking love that i just which i think is adorable too i just uh, I... well and i've talked about voices i like have long valorized
0: like incredible butch voices yeah. i like that we have all of them for a long time i wanted one more like yours i've i've come to to grips with mine but yeah, I like that so much. I like that it's, a. I like that voices are such interventions, depending on the context.
1: Totally, totally. I'm a fairy. And, uh, <laughs> the fucking thing is, and this is, this is the only time I've really ever, like, tried to change my voice. This is, because I was you know, growing up, people were like, wow, that's, you could be on the radio, like, people that were old and shit. And I was like, sure. Then I got to college, and people were like, oh, wow, your voice is so sexy. And I was like, what? <laughs> me? You're trying me? There's somebody else. Like. And that, that was a real trip. And now lesbians, man. yeah, lesbians man. It's crazy. I was like, oh my God. But uh, just need to go to women's colleges. That's where they're gonna yeah. find yes. that's where they're gonna find it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I briefly worked at a domestic and sexual violence agency and which was a great experience. Learned up learned what trauma informed care is and it's nice. Good good shit. Um you could have more trauma informed academia out there. I mean it might Straight be nice. Up. Um But I, I was charged with answering the phone for a while, like answering the main line. And I was like, so deeply like self-conscious about it. I was like, I just don't want to sound scary. Like, I just, I I don't want to like have someone call and be like, oh my God, there's a man answering the phone at the women's shelter. And I'm like, no, it's not, I promise. And like, I can't as much as I try like I cannot fake a high voice like when people do their like phone voice and like do it all really up high like I just can't my vocal cords don't do that so I just (laughs) I went for the like really breathy instead like hi thanks for calling (laughs) and like how can I help you sort of I think it I think it (laughs) I didn't have people going like oh my god or just like seeming shocked when I like when they talk to me so I think it worked
0: you so you were working at the women's shelter Mm-hmm. Um, and we we're talking about voice,
1: voices. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and just like the the masculinity as like a physical or a like personality, and like the, right. yeah, it was always it was always definitely both,
0: definitely both. And part of it yeah. is, I guess, elastic in the sense that like when your dad does or does not take you camping, then you gravitate towards stuff. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, mean, I yeah. I, it is nature and nurture. It is nature and nurture. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's nature and both. nurture for for male children too. Oh so. yeah it's i do feel like it does
1: need to be said that female masculinity is such a natural it's just as natural as anything else and male femininity (laughs) exactly like that's that's why it's so frustrating to like (laughs) that people have just sort of abandoned that as like something that they want to talk about or like make space for or argue is Mm -hmm. real like instead it's just it's like we've just gone 500 light years ahead of that and it's like no we could go actually go back and like that's that's the really useful thing actually is 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 you know determining that yeah female does not necessarily equal femininity and male does not necessarily equal masculinity right right we could stand to go back and rehash that because it clearly didn't stick
0: that's my whole thing with like this whole project is like these are problems that have never been solved so if if your version of gaslighting is to tell me that we fixed these these issues, I want a citation. Citation, please. Where oh, did it solve any of this shit? I'm serious. <laughs> okay, so you you were masculine. We, you know, behaviorally, physically, uh, nurtured nature, both, and then um, bullied, bullied for that. Yes. But then, but then you got gay, and then you were like, "I love that." I love that. Is yes. that is this an oversimplification of your narrative? Not exactly.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> No, not exactly. I would say that the the got gay did happen like very soon. Like I have I have a I have such a clear memory of my um dad taking me to see uh the Star Wars original trilogy when they were re released before they started releasing the the bad uh right, not, right. well the less bad now trilogy <laughs> um uh the sequels and watching uh return of the jedi and the scene with fucking leia in the little bikini choking out Jabba the hud i was like this is the hottest shit i've ever seen yeah <laughs> like that was my lesbian hottest... awakening and i was like nine <laughs> eight i don't know young what the fuck
0: you're lucky in that way I, you have privilege right now no, just kidding. um because i was so gay so gay i had crushes on every single female actress i like put my eyes on like kate winslet in titanic was a moment for me because i saw that when i was like six or seven and, um, but I, I knew that, but I would never have associated that with being gay. Cause people all around me were like, well, that doesn't mean that you're gay. Like women are pretty, like it was this normalized, it was, it wasn't normalized. It was essentially you be everything except gay. Just don't, that, don't own that like you yeah. can feel whatever you want. It's maybe it's this like conservative religiosity that says no matter your feelings, you're not bad. Yeah.
1: Um, and I, I just got around that by like not telling anyone, Yeah, you know, <laughs> I did, you know get like sort of traumatically interventioned by my parents when I was like dating a girl in high school. They were like, you don't want to do that. And I was like, guess not. Not right now. And no, I did very much want to do that. And yes. Yeah. 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 I also had a crush on every teacher ever. Oh my God, me too. (laughs) Me too. Every teacher ever. Oh, it was tragic. So tragic.
0: And so many (laughs) Yeah. So deeply although I do I credit one of them for kind of pushing me out for for creating the the quasi butch femme relation that I needed to understand that I was different than I had thought I was and it was true it was I was gonna keep denying this for another like two or three years but realizing the masculinity part was not escapable is what got me back into being gay it was like yeah yeah um it's weird it's weird it's because I wanted that kind of relationship so you said you you kind of came into butchness through a butch femme thing and that mm-hmm. definitely happened to me in s- several like
1: in a series of relationships that I was figuring that out in oh yeah was yours like one biggin um it was one big one yeah for sure and then that sort of got rehashed years later as it always <laughs> usually usually happens where you get to run it back into it again yeah, just as bad. <laughs> you get a do over that is then a mistake. That is then also a big mistake. Yeah, a brand Ugh. new mistake. I um, just, I, I just wouldn't wish like being someone's like first girlfriend on any butch lesbian. I just, yeah, like,
0: it's, it's sometimes criminally disruptive of our sanity. It's um, no, no.
1: It's no. Yeah, it's so it's much over- too much responsibility for me
0: it's so much like sorting out of the other person at the same time as you, you it's like I don't I don't represent all masculine lesbians either I
1: don't know how to speak for what it is that you're going through but like don't 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 put me in this play because I'm not <laughs> you yeah. know I'm not in <laughs> this I'm not auditioning I'm no you and I'm not, not sure I want to be uh-uh. yeah but yeah no it was definitely college that you know I sort of came into that you know butch lesbian identity and you know sort of discovered the joys of yeah
0: yeah and you said that you were not super dogged by I mean I know you've heard it now but unlike me when I was kind of first vocalizing being a butch lesbian and then people immediately right then were saying no you're probably trans
1: that did not exist that that did not exist when I was going through this that that didn't even like yeah I don't I don't know I just don't think that like had bubbled up to the surface enough. Yeah, it was perfect. Like I just Yeah. 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 Well thank God because it's such a pain in the ass. Yeah. And like and you know at the same time, like there were there were trans men at or college. Like Yeah. yeah I was homies with several. Like it you know, those things could coexist, but yeah, nobody was yeah. like telling all of the Butch lesbians like
0: oh yeah, you must be trans.
1: What? Like no
0: no. no. Imagine a world where trans men and butch lesbians can coexist <laughs> can you can you fucking imagine, imagine whoa. it's so true that when i was coming up that was just what was happening and then suddenly it was like the me's were not around the me's had been consumed or silenced
1: yeah no i was um, on the i was on the other side of that when that started to become clear to me was when right. i was hearing it from students hearing it from younger people online
0: and um, it was truly, and when I say consumed, it's not that the me's were not me's, it's that they weren't saying they were me's, because everyone was telling everyone that they them pronouns are more politically responsible, that they are enlightened, that you are non-binary because your body fucks with gender. It's so
1: enlightened and politically responsible to erase women. Yeah, it is. It always is. Wow. Crazy <laughs> how that always works.
0: But that's, and uh, I was hearing- to erase female specificity and it was so it's so hip truly and even if it's like not if they weren't looking at you saying they them pronouns are more responsible and better what they were doing was asking you to explain why you're a woman constantly like have you considered transitioning i noticed that you look like you do but you use she her pronouns what's why are those important to you i got that question a few times oh like my
1: god it
0: is oh that, that's real that was because it was in. no the, again,
1: i got I know,
0: I know i know it was in the crucible i think of when people were inventing that we can shut women up in this new yes, way and so everybody exactly. was jumping
1: on it to be pc and it was just such erasure oh my god that's exactly the thing i was talking about earlier about just like how much of this is just the same sort of like you know, leftist infighting that's constantly happening and constant like one-upmanship for like the most moral one in the room mm-hmm seems to be the thing to do these days
0: it does and the gaslighting is the true insidious part of it because it happens in so many different forms of language that it's hard to pinpoint it like you know there's the have you considered transitioning there's the um we're all talking about how our pronouns are important to us why are yours important to you but you're the only one right yeah you get the only
1: one that gets them in a conversation with a group of people even though you're like no jeff told all you guys to treat her like a gazillion times i finally bought a fucking pen so i can wear it to dnk just yeah. to be like just to clarify yeah Read didn't and and weep people
0: read it and weep well and it forces you into the situation where you start having to explain because people won't stop calling you by they them pronouns you start having to explain your pronouns which you shouldn't have to explain no. but you have to be like actually it is so important to me that you stop It is so important, and here's why.
1: Which is what they all claim to be all about, anyway. Like, these people to a fucking person, like, claim to, you know, that that's what they're about. That's like, oh, we just want everyone to have, like, the pronouns that work for them. And, you know, it's good to have, you know, pronouns that aren't, you know, part of the binary. And I'm like, yeah. "Ah, why is it only important to have those pronouns for female people? Why? Well, that ain't that the damn
0: truth. Why are the the female people the ones expanding? And just the gesture of saying, well, I include they, them because it's neutral makes it sound like everyone should include they, them because it's neutral. That is a superior statement. That's a statement of superiority that you're doing something that is more expansive and inclusive to help people because it's neutral. That paints us as these relics. It just does. It just does. So if you're giving me a just, that's the the other, there's like 12 different insidious ways that this occurs. But like, you're giving me justifications that you add they them pronouns to your pronouns, which means that I suddenly am in a position where I'm on my back foot and I have to explain why I'm a terrible enough person that I'm yeah. not add they them.
1: Bad enough to be a woman. Oh, yeah. God forbid. <laughs>
0: and then people are like, nobody ever says that you're not allowed to be who you are. And I'm like, um, well, they do actually. Except but also, when they do. They do. Yeah. They do. But also all the people who aren't directly saying it, apart from the ones who actually are directly saying it those
1: other people are still saying it are <laughs> just in words it very heavily yeah jeez i hate it it's just it's exhausting it's so exhausting and it's it upsets me so much more than like when you know people when I like bump into somebody at Target and they go, Oh, sorry, sir. And I'm like, Yeah, sure. Or, like when I'm checking out somewhere and he's like, How's your day, man? And I'm like, Oh, it's great. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a aim, fuck. Aim. And like okay. that was another bit about when your Cowboy Gen conversation I thought was amazing, is that the butch always has to have a quip. Always gotta have a joke. Yeah. To, yeah, just, yeah. Like just put people at ease because you know, it's it's okay.
0: It's it is fine. okay. They're doing what the world is built for them to do. They're yeah. they're using their eyeballs, the way that the world
1: is built. The way well, that they, you know, have been inculcated to do for their entire lives it's often very long lives for these people we're talking about let's talk about
0: how us getting misgendered like that is not problematic for us but it would be a more obvious invocation of patriarchy than to misgender someone who wants to be a man but why do the people who get misgendered and want to be females
1: have to smile and laugh and stuff and i mean we do have to just laugh it off because and and we do like no actually i don't want to use those pronouns it's like somebody's like well you don't you don't think there's a grade or like what like you don't like yeah like no i'm not saying shit about anybody else homie it's just me that's what yeah. i like arrived at when i was 17 when i was like oh i'm masculine people read me as masculine therefore i must be a man like yeah just sort of <laughs> accepting that whoa and then i was like wait <laughs> i don't have to accept this and like actually like I want to, you know, devote my power and thoughts and, you know, life to uh, the side that I was born on and that I think has, you know, needs more help. God damn it! <laughs> yeah,
0: the side that needs more help. God damn it! Um, and it should stop having to do all the emotional labor for everyone else in the queer community. Like, come on, Seriously? come the fuck on. It's so true. It's just ugh. So, how long were you like accepting? <laughs> did you say accepting that low? of the- That that that
1: that whoa, that it was whoa. like months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, think, me too. Think, it was like I think six. it was like because my I think my like political awakening happened like shortly thereafter when I was like reading anarchist scenes on the internet and shit, and I was like whoa, <laughs> and that's when I was finally like, no, I think I just want to be a man because of my internalized sexism. <laughs> Right, not because I actually want to be a man. I actually don't want to be a man.
0: I actually don't feel like I have anything in common. That's the thing that I tried. Yeah, to- I is- don't have anything in common
1: with them. Like I yeah, don't. Yeah, I tried. do have the same things.
0: I really tried to like vibe with and like hang out with male people and man identified people at like LGBT center events for a while, and I was just like, shit. I don't feel like I have much to talk about. This doesn't feel like my community, and I feel in fact like I want to be on the other side of the room over there, where.
1: Where people are
0: like me so I yeah. just
1: abandoned we shit. had things to talk about and, and yeah. you know experiences that we share and you know struggles that we can complain about and,
0: we've yeah. all watched legally blonde and Miscongeniality.
1: congeniality Seriously? that's what I want to talk about <laughs> and bring it on
0: <laughs> no I women's culture was such a like I was into men's and women's culture men's and women's culture mm-hmm. and I like I am not ashamed of liking the stupid pop music that I liked like I wanted to make all the jokes that women make about the shit that women like and like I just felt like I was on the wrong team for a while yeah
1: no I my whenever my like I get a really big family and whenever they get together usually the like not always but often the sort of like stratification happens where like all of a sudden all the women are in one room and all the dudes are in the other room yeah yeah and I'm like sitting with the guys like this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the drama? Where's the tea? This no. is I want to go listen to all the stories the ladies are telling.
0: I identify with that 1,000 million percent. Um just with the general feeling of being bored when there aren't lesbians or women in the room. Truly. Really? I mean women in the room, including lesbians. Um yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. So I we probably have things to do, but I wanted to plug your stuff do you want people to read your poetry
1: i mean it's like um, i want to um, like i'll i'll send you my because actually my thesis is probably more interesting to you than yeah, that, 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 i have that. yeah yeah i'll send that to you because it's it's poems but i like starts with the whole like um essay and everything and it is very much about like you know female masculinity and that kind of sweet it's very much about that so. i'm
0: sorry but what is that do those words mean things what? <laughs> Ooh, is that
1: possible <laughs> what I don't oh. think so I don't think I don't so I that's real
0: I actually think it's offensive that you just said that um, yeah that's so. offensive uh, back again like flu season I broke records while I loose lose sleep
1: and I'm coming now on my roof leaving don't give i f- I don't care uh, did the but f- my lonesome no wonder now I'm on one no shortcuts on that long run all I really want is my shirt. uh get on my god on my totem is nothing Into the